across the UK, online and on DAB. A radio star is born. You're going to love Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Ashy and Lee. Talk Radio. Uh, Susie Quattro's on the show later on at some point. Uh, you can give us a call about anything you want to. 0844 499 1000. It's literally the show where you can call in about anything. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Still got this weird buzz gone. I've still got this weird kind of uh, stomach bug type thing. It's not as bad as it was, and you know, I don't think anyone's going to die. I just feel like I, oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, you, you can call them about anything you want. Um, I just feel I need to do a really big burp. And uh, regular listeners to my show will know uh, that due to a medical deficiency, um, a disability—I don't want to call it a, a handicap, but it is. I am unable to burp. I just can't do it. So I've got this, and uh, it's weird. Everybody just who's had this bug, and Kath has had it, and my kids have had it, and um, my mother-in-law has had it, and uh, the Dennis LaCorriere has had it. Describe it as this. May, maybe you've had it. Have you? 
describe it in the same way. It's just like this kind of rumbly tumbly thing, sort of just underneath the rib cage. Is that the that's the gut? Is it? It's not in the stomach. What you'd consider the stomach, the, the kind of the gut there. It's all a little bit gurgly, wurgly. And I feel like I need to do a really big burp, and I can't do a big burp. I was lying uh, on the floor in the office for an hour before the show. Just lying on the floor. Part, well, I've got the, the double whammy. I've got the um, the stomach, and I've also I've, got, I've done my back in at the weekend, because I lifted an amplifier incorrectly. And then Jason Cundy and Andy Goldstein come in and they said, what are you doing on the floor? I said, I've hurt my back. I didn't want to tell them I had an upset stomach. It would imply um, a weakness. Um, and then, then Cundy's, uh, very kindly, he's, you know, he's a former um, athlete, so he knows all about backs and stuff. He was giving me tips on how to improve my back. Although he did say lying on the floor is the worst thing you can do for a bad back. I didn't think so because I had assumed, my, I had my, my knees up and I, I would always thought, Alexander technique, that when you're lying on the floor like that, it kind of allows the back to stretch out a little bit. And I was doing a little bit of a of a stretch, so I felt I... Um, anyway, long and short of it is, I need to do some wicked stretching and I need to do a massive burp, and then I'll be fine. Until that moment happens, though, I'm going to be in severe agony. Um, if you want to call in tonight, we'd like you to. No pressure, but you you can. Uh, what can you call in about? Anything you want. Anything you want. And, um, I mean, there's nothing in the papers, so... <laughs> you know, there's no, I'm, I'm, I'm moving them closer to me, but there's nothing in the papers. And it's been a strange old day. I missed the um, Stephen Wolf. Um, fiasco, and I, I don't really know what's gone on. I don't think anybody really knows um, what's gone on. But um, it was one of those things where, when I, I saw a tweet about it, and I thought it was a joke. Um, and it turns out it's not a joke. I've met Stephen Wolf. I've interviewed Stephen Wolf. You know, apart from his atrocious, obnoxious right-wing politics, he's a decent fella. You know. I mean, yeah, he's he's in UKIP, and, and I think everybody that's in UKIP is a bell. But that to one side, we're not the BBC now, I can say that. Um, that to one side, he was a nice enough um, uh, fella. And then there was the talks of car chases through Paris, through Strasbourg or everywhere. Well, I don't really know what was going on. It's all a mystery, isn't it? Uh, is it just me, right? Or has this country got really rubbish recently? I think it's got rubbish recently. With it feels like UKIP are in power, doesn't it? With Theresa May's um, full-on right-wing speech, I might do a burp in a minute. I can feel, I can feel where it is, and if I just, I'm worried if I squeeze it, something's going to come out. Um, and you know, all kinds of rumours of fisticuffs, actual, um, you know, alleged punching in politics. Wow, I mean. It's kind of funny, but it's also, if the politicians are, are, are duffing each other up, what hope is there for, you know, Joe Bloggs on the street? I think this is the beginning of dark days. Dark days in politics. And I would say for the next ten years, because that's how long um, Theresa May is going to be in power, at least. 
It's grim. I th- I think I'm the liberal elite. I th- I think I'm certainly liberal. Would I be considered elite? I've got a nice house. I've got a detached house. That's kind of an elite thing, isn't it? I think that's elite. So uh, I'm in, I'm doomed. I'm screwed. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Here's the question that I do want to ask you. Well, two things, Matthew. Uh, on Twitter has asked this, and I have no idea where this has come from, and I I do have an answer to it, actually. Maybe I'll reveal my answer later on. But Matthew says, potential topic for tonight, Ian. Have you ever complimented or been complimented on your genitalia? I have, yes, I have. I have. I'm not, you know. Um, So we can ask that, Matthew. Thank you. If you maybe you want to give us a little bit more detail as to whether you've recently been complimented or you're thinking of complimenting someone's genitalia and you don't know the etiquette, we can do that. 0844 499 1000. We call you back. The thing that got me today, and I mentioned this on Twitter, and I was surprised that um, it was kind of 50-50. I might do a Twitter poll. In fact, during the next break, I'm going to do a Twitter poll. Because it was kind of 50-50. I thought it would be 90-10 in my favour, right? Do you let... You don't have to phone in about this. I'm going to say, the the way the show works, I feel like like I'm setting up every night, but maybe I need to because... um, we are getting new listeners all the time, and it is a completely radical departure from what you're probably expecting from a late-night radio show. So, so basically, I'm going to sit here, and Alan's queued up to call, but we, you know, if you want to call in, you're more than welcome to. I'm going to sit here and talk stuff, stuff that comes into my brain and falls out of my mouth. I'm going to sit here and say stuff. Now, you're more than welcome to call in about the stuff that I say. You're more than welcome to. And to to, to, to um, agree with me, to disagree with me, to pick up on that conversation. You're more than welcome to do that. Um, or you can call in with stuff that's in your head. Thank you, Ed. Here comes a nice cup of tea. Thank you. Wave hello to the Periscopers. There we go, you see. Um... You can call in with stuff that you want to talk about. And, you know, if you want to talk about serious stuff, you want to talk about UKIP, you want to talk... You, you can do. It might be a slightly dull conversation, but you can do, and I will engage with you. Uh, or you can call in and um, tell me something that's happened to you today, or whatever. It really is a show about nothing. And um, it, it seems to be working. Saying that we've had, we've had three good shows this week. What is it? Thursday tonight? I keep I, for some reason I thought it was Wednesday tonight. We've had three good shows this week. It means we're due a dud. We can have a dud. Doesn't matter. Even the duds are interesting because um, you can go. Well, why is this not working tonight? It's all part of it, ma'am. Um, so you can call in about anything you want. Literally anything you want. The only two rules: you can't swear and you can't be libelous. That, that's it. That's it. So, um, now you know the parameters, 0844 So, I was at the playground today with my youngest. Now, the only reason he wants to go to the playground is because there are loads of Pokemon there. Right? That's it. Can we go to the playground after school? Yeah, of course we can. 
Can we play Pokemon? Oh, so we're doing that. Um, and then there's a, you know, a climbing frame and a slide and, and, and all of that stuff. And I am, my youngest in particular, likes climbing. And he likes climbing up the slide. And I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. There are caveats. One being, if there is someone wanting to come down the slide, they have priority. Okay, As long as no one's waiting to come down the slide, they have priority. Uh, you can climb up the slide. If you're at the bottom, you've started climbing and someone wants to come down the slide, you get out of the way. If you're near the top of the slide and someone wants to come down, well, then you can finish your climb. Okay. And also, if it's really wet and muddy, you're not allowed to climb up the slide because I don't want you to get mud on the slide. Right? But then, if it was really wet and muddy, I probably wouldn't let you go down the slide. Okay, so those are the rules and I'm pretty strict and I keep an eye on it. So my youngest was climbing up a slide. I remember climbing up a slide. It's fun. It's because it seems so um, dangerous and impossible. And sometimes it is impossible. So my youngest was climbing up the slide and then some other children in the park joined in what was obviously a fun game. The funnest game. And one of the mums said to her daughter... No, I don't remember what I Let's say Susan. No, Susan, no, calm down. No, we do not climb up the slide. Now, she didn't say anything to me. Because um, so, so, I tweeted this and someone did a very funny tweet, which I can't find now. Ian, just a hunch, but did, did a mum tuck you when you let your boy climb up the slide? It's just a hunch. She didn't tuck me, she didn't say anything to me, she didn't say anything to my boy. But I was aware that there was a change in dynamics in the park because suddenly there was a grown-up telling uh, their child not to do what I was happily letting my child do. Um, And I tweeted this, and about half of you went, yeah, no, that's fine. And about the other half went, oh, no. No, 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 we we don't let children climb up the slide. And I wonder... Um, the Penny and Alan, I will come to you in a bit, I promise. 0844 499 1000. I wonder if there is um, something deeper in this. If there is a trait. If um, risk takers, fearless people, those who aren't afraid of adventure, those who will take a punt, even though it may not pay off, those, I'm going to say it, those that are more creative in their lives let their children climb up the slides. And those, and this is not criticism, but those that, that, that play things safer, that, um, uh, uh, that have invested sensibly in a pension, um, those that um, decided to holiday abroad this year instead of going... Um, uh, th- th- sorry, those that decided to holiday I- I- in Britain this year instead of going abroad um, because they wanted to buy a new car next year. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you know what I mean? You let your kid run up the slide, you're adventurous, you're artistic. You don't let your kid run up the slide, you are overprotective and anal. 
is that... I think I'm... I'm I literally, I'm just thinking this out loud, OK? I'm just having this thought out loud. I'd love you to phone up and help me try and work this out. I think I'm on to something, Anna. I think I'm on to something. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. We call you back. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Um, on the subject of have you ever been praised about your genitalia, Maz has uh, tweeted, I was once complimented when getting a wax. I was told I was very neat and symmetrical down there. I mean... (laughs) Penny! What, what, What kind of cake? Battenberg. Second uh, suggestion of Battenberg, that's the incorrect answer, but I'll still let you carry on. What have you got for us, Penny? Um, well, um, first of all, we have to say hip, 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 or Gatford, 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 because he's back in hospital, apparently. Well, well hang on a minute. What, 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 you say that with an accusatory tone, as though I put him there. Oh, you mean you didn't this time? Oh, no, not this time. Her. Not any time. <laughs> I've not put him in hospital any time. Ah, ah, Fair ah, enough. We'll ah, let you ah. off, then. We'll let you off in that case. But, yeah, he's back in, so we'll say hello to Gatford and be nice to him for a little bit, shall we? Well, I mean... Or not. I just think, you know, he's been in hospital so so many times recently. Um, You've run out of sympathy. I, I have, yeah. Do you remember, do you remember there was... Um, that some you get this story it pops up every couple of years about um someone pretending they've got cancer in fact there was one recently mm-hmm. there was like a nurse or something who pretended that her son had cancer so that she could go to disneyland right and i wonder That's if gatford's good. just doing this for a trip to disneyland <laughs> i do I wonder imagine him on the roller coasters no no i do i do uh, i do wonder i do wonder i think he's an attention seeking fool so um, mm, okay. I, I'm going to reserve judgment and, and, until we're at the, the, the funeral. Now, I'm joking, of course. <laughs> Penny, what you got for us? Um, well, two things. First of all, climbing up slides, I'm now worried as to what my son's behaviour in the playground means about my parenting skills, because it sounds like you're doing some big analysis of this. Oh, yeah, no, totally. Do you let your son climb up the slide? Um, if he's the only one there, yes. But right. if there's lots of well-behaved kids trying to go down the slide, yeah. then I stop him because he won't get out the way otherwise. Yeah, that's fa- that's that's fair enough. That is your classic artistic parenting. You're a free honest, you're a free spirit, Penny. You're one of the good guys. Oh, that's the best compliment I've had ages from anyone. I'll take that. Yeah, take it. No, seriously, you're you little bit of danger, a little bit of risk. You like you mm-hmm. live life to the maximum and you're you're artistic, you're creative, um and you're prepared to take chances knowing full well that some of those uh, risks may not pay off. But that's life. That is life indeed. And also I have a four year old son who just never listens to me anyway, so he's probably just gonna do his own. Well my five year old, there's this weird there's this, in this part, there's this weird roundabout, right? What is it? It's, it's, a, it's a big sort of plastic circle, right? Mm. Like a big plastic O. And it's on an right. angle, right? And basically you can sit on this big O. And you, oh, you've got like, it's like a bench around the edge, isn't it? Yeah, and you spin it round. Yeah. And it goes, so you go up and you go around. And, and my youngest was playing a game. He's four, not five. Did I say four? He's four. Where he was stood on it. 
And then some girls were pushing it, and then another boy would push him off. And I went, right. I went, just be careful. He went, I'll be fine. I went, all right, just, just be careful. And he did it. He did it four or five times. He get pushed off. It was being spun around. It wasn't going fast. I went, just, just be. Are you sure you want to just be careful? Went, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. All right, fine. The sixth time, he got pushed off, and he he smacked his chin on the thing. Now, and then he got upset and started crying and stuff. And I went, well, told you so. I, this is the thing. I, <laughs> I I I actually said. I did. I did warn you that that would happen. Um, I I said exactly that to my son today when he scooted into a wheelie bin because he wasn't looking. Yeah, right. you see, I told <laughs> I told you so. And uh, then I found like my mum, which is just worrying. I don't like that. <laughs> you did what? It makes me sound like my yeah, mum. Yeah, this we, we we all end up sounding like our parents. That's just scary. Hey, Penny, enough really that. I, I, I'm going to... Right, I'm, tomorrow, I'm going to start losing weight again, because I did for a bit, and then I start... I bet if I weigh myself tonight, I'll be close to 16 stone. I bet. Don't do it. I've, Don't I've do got it. to. I've got... I've, I've never felt... You can, All the periscopers can see. I've never felt so fat. And it's it feels hideous. Mm. Are so you going to start running again then? Well, the um, uh, yeah, I might go for a run tomorrow. Everything's a little bit tricky at the moment to kind of to kind of do that sort of stuff. But yeah, I might go for. A... But I, the run... I was contemplating it, but I went swimming yesterday, and I felt so much better for doing that. I'm not. T- I'm not. I don't want to be seen with this fat belly out. I, honestly, I don't want to go. I'm not going to mm. go for a swim until I'm a little bit slimmer. Fair enough. I think I look hideous. Yeah, and I'm not just saying some people go, oh, you think you look really... No, you know, I'm not going to, you know, jump off a bridge because of it, but I think I look fat and hideous. I don't think you do, but whatever. Well, exactly. Anything um, else, Penny? Yeah, I was going to talk to you about Sunday night and your record launch thingy and all your monkeys bands and having this insight into your other world. Oh, yeah, now Penny came and um, it was like... um, it was like introducing my mistress to my wife. No, it wasn't. Hang on a second. Uh, but I, so I've got this other life uh, where I run a, a very geeky record label, 7arecords.com, and uh, we release Monkeys Records. And um, on Sunday night, we had a launch party, and a couple of listeners, including Penny, a couple of listeners from this world, came and saw me in my uh, other role. Um, and I was a little bit nervous that, um, the listeners would, um, find it a little bit boring. So let's ask her, shall we, boys and girls? Did you find it a little bit boring? No, I didn't. I thought it was excellent. I saw, um, the last guy who was on was absolutely fantastic. The other two, the other three guys, the other two acts, they were good as well. The last guy was absolutely brilliant. Nathan Persad Um, is his name, and he's coming to the Christmas performance ring. Ah, I think I've managed to sort out a ticket for that, so that's brilliant news. Brilliant, good, yes. Um, but the other thing was, what I thought was fascinating, I had a quick chat with Kath Barris in the bar afterwards, yes. and I've thought about it a bit more since, Uh-oh. was your film yeah. that you showed, yeah. which is about a monkey's convention yeah. sort of thing for people who didn't see it. Um, and I watched that, and I suddenly kind of clicked then as to what you and Kath are doing with Us Lot The Losers. Oh, because you looked at that and you looked at all the monkeys fans that were there who yeah. all knew each other. You know, when they came in the bar beforehand, they were all saying hello. And they've yeah. got their own community. And you, well, you're part of that community. You know, it's a community yeah. of people. And watching that film as well, you saw that community of mainly U.S. fans in that because it was yeah. all over in the States, wasn't yeah. it? And that's what you're doing with us lot. It's our little community. Our losers community is kind of forming because you see that now people coming in going oh you know hiya how are you again all that sort of thing yeah that's, and that's it's like true. parallels between the two 
Yeah, I can, I can, uh, I can dig that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm going to make another film. Maybe, maybe I make it about you lot. I don't know, but then maybe I can't make. Maybe I can't well, no, make that film. That was that was the other conversation in the bar with the guy you introduced me to. Is it Simon? Simon, yeah, yeah, who videoed your um, Ian Lee versus Radio thing. Yep. yep. I'm talking about doing a film of your community of losers and around performance ring or whatever it might yeah, be or yeah, something yeah. like that. We've, yeah, we've, we've, got some, we've got some big ideas. We've got some mm. ideas. Penny, thank you for that. Uh, I, I, I appreciate that. That film you saw is, is going to have ten minutes cut out of it. Um, I've decided I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna, this weekend I'm going to watch it and tell about it. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, that is, I guess, what we're trying to do with this show is, is, you know, build a community and you can be, you know, you can come and move into one of the houses that's, that's in this community and be a very vocal resident or you can live on the outskirts of the town and um, take part as and when you see fit or just listen in, you know. That's what the show is, I guess. Um, and th- here's another thing, right? Very, very rarely... And this was a key thing me and Kath talked about early on. Very, very rarely on this show will you hear me say, oh, we've got Alan from Birmingham. Oh, we've got, um, uh, looking on the screen, Rory from Northern Ireland. Very rarely will we mention where people are from. Occasionally we will. Now, every other radio station I've worked on has wanted me to say where people are from to show that we have a big, wide, broad reach. Um, but I don't think you need to do that. I don't think it's, unless it's specific to what they want to phone in about. I live in Liverpool and this happened today. I think that by not saying where people are from, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you disagree with this, let me know. Because we, we, you and I, dear listener, we've not discussed this. Me and Kath have talked about it, but me and you, the listener, we've not talked about it. Um... I think by not naming where people come from, comes from it. I have a bit of a prejudice when I'm listening to the radio and it's someone from Manchester or it's, and now we've got a caller from um, Glasgow or now we've got, I kind of instantly feel a slight metaphorical distance between us. Um, and so I don't need to know. And you're right, Catherine's just typed on my screen, LBC do it and everyone's from London even though they're national. I don't know. What do you think? It, it, it's a tradition on radio that we say where people are from. And I don't think it helps things. I think it makes um, d- divisions between the community. I don't know. Maybe I'm disappearing up my own ass. 0844 Alan, Gareth and Rory in that order after this. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Susie Quattro's coming up later on, but before that, what kind of cake, Alan? Lemon drizzle. Cover, cover, Why? Why are we doing... Now listen, guys. What, 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 I, I, I wish Gapford the best of luck, but, but to a lot of people, they'll want him dead. I mean, no, hang on, sorry. To a lot of people, they won't, you know, know what you're talking about. Well, according to Lee Bernay, on the Talk Radio listeners' Facebook page... Oh, yes. ...where Gapford is a member... Yes. We've been told to say Gapford, Gapford, Gapford oh, every time we call in tonight. OK. Uh, Sheridan has um, tweeted me, Hi, Ian. What is Alan Caddick, and how can Alan Caddick? 
Oh, here we go again. Well, are you going to answer the questions? Well, I only can answer the question, as I explained last week. What is... Right, first question, from Sheridan. What is Alan Caddick? Alan Caddick is a person who calls in every night. And how can Alan Caddick? Um, he calls in by calling 0844 Okay, that's, that's, that's excellent, um, excellent, uh, I- information. Informazioni. Um, Remember, they call you back. Alan, do you want to speak to, i tell you what, because I've got a bit of a stomachache today, right? I was going to say, you're not feeling too well, Ian. I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm better than I was, and I'll be fine. We'll make it to the end of the week, but I do feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, so could you do my job for me? Okay. Could you say, um, hip, hip, hip to Gareth? Hip, 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 Gav. Hip, hip, hip. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm all right, Alan. How are you? I'm not bad. Apart from being dumped today. You've done what? I've been dumped. Oh, I'm sorry. How has that happened? Well, this girl I was going out with, she done the dirty on me. Uh, that Well, she's done the dirty on you and dumped you. That's... Uh, Shocking, that's horrible. She done me by doing the dirty with somebody else. Oh, there's a third party involved as well, is there? Uh, someone from Canuck. From who? Canuck. What, where's that? It's north, north of Birmingham. That, um, well, look, I'm sorry, Alan, that's, um... That's that's uh, that's horrible, isn't it? What's um what, well, what's the next what's the next steps? What what what's the plan? Look like back? All, I look like it's back on the dating sites for me. Uh yeah, it could do. Yeah, it's not not a bad idea. What um, you've got what, plenty what, of fish and Badu. Yes, those are my two main ones. What um what's um what's because you have to put like a line on there, don't you, to describe yourself? How do you describe yourself? Young, free, and single. Oh, that's, yeah, that's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, well done. How would you describe yourself then, Gav? Um, uh, young, young, free-ish, and not single. I would describe myself as young, gifted, and black. That, yes, that, yeah, that's a good song, isn't yeah. it? Um, what, uh, if you ha- okay, Alan, if you had to describe yourself using only um, a, a title of a song, what would, what would you go for? Oh, here we go. This is good. Mr. Blobby. Yeah. <laughs> Gareth, um, Gareth if, you had, if you had to do it, Gareth, what would you... Uh, you would describe yourself for a dating website using yeah. only the title of a song. What would it be? Um, it's quite a tricky question, actually. Well, you're, it's, it? your question. You it it's your question. It's your question. You ask the question, Gareth. Now give us the answer. <laughs> uh, um, what about um? Oh, how can I follow Alan Cavick with his? You know, it is he, a, that was a good one, wasn't it? It is. It is. A, it is a tough. It is a toughie to. Uh, to answer that. We've got, another, t- we got another tweet for you, Alan, from mm-hmm. Harry. Harry says, can I Alan Caddick? Can, can I what, Harry? Can I Alan Caddick? What, what does he want to do with Alan Caddick? Why, can he finish the question? The question is complete. Can I Alan Caddick? 
No, you can't, Harry. Sorry, Harry. That's a no from Alan Caddick. Alan, can you I, say- Alan Caddick? Why are you why are you pertaining, Gareth? What are you what pertaining, are we... Gareth? What are you pertaining, Gareth? You I'm, pertainer. I'm, I'm pertaining very well, but we've got more of a connection, <laughs> haven't we, Alan? Alan, so she did the dirty on you? And she never bothered to tell me. You'd think you'd notice. I had my suspicion yesterday, but I wanted to sleep on it. Uh, uh, you to... slept she did you she did the dirty <laughs> on you and you slept on it? That is disgusting! <laughs> Because I had an inkling, but I wanted You had an to inkling sure. as well? It gets worse! I wanted to be sure. Well, but when... How how did you... How did you clarify that she'd done the dirty on you? By text message. So she told you, and then what did you do? She, she told me she had a boyfriend, and... So... I, I, I said, that's it, you're dumped. Because there was no way I'd go with a liar. There's no way you go out with a lie, especially after she'd done the dirty. I'm guessing you didn't ask her to do the dirty on you. No, never. No, she just did it willy nilly. Yeah. That's outrageous, isn't it, Gareth? It's terrible. I think we're the only ones here that are getting the innu- innuendo, but that's fine. In your endo, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm just trying to think of some more, Ian. So you, uh, yeah. Uh, so you, Alan, you met her. What did you meet her on? But did you say Badoo? Yeah, she found me on Badoo. Badoo. Yeah. Well, now I've not heard of Badoo. I know Grinder because I've, I've I've completed that. And um, plenty of fish. Plenty of fish is that one as well. Yeah. That's a good name for a dating um thing. But I don't know Badoo. Is it is it done by the same guy that did David Badil? No, that was no. Frank Skinner. No, okay. No, it wasn't. It was Rob Newman. Oh, I was watching Three Lions yesterday. Here's the thing, right? Is that the is that the prequel to Four Lions? Here's the thing. No, the original. Here's the thing, right? When it was Newman and Badil, who would have put money on David Badil being the most successful out of those two when they went their separate ways? Would you have done, Gareth? David Badil's just been... He's just been fired, hasn't he, for talking about the, the Queen's sex life. Did he get... On what, on that programme on BBC Radio 4? It, the one where he talks about the Queen's sex life. I think that was the point of the programme, so, yeah. Oh, he got fired? He's, he's been fired from it. It's because he's not a gay black lesbian in a wheelchair. They've done a John Holmes on him. <laughs> um, but I would have thought, because Newman and Badil, Rob Newman was the pop star out of the two of those, the pin-up, the good-looking guy, and um, you don't really hear about him anymore. He's still working on the circuit and still doing gigs and bits and pieces, but it, it, Badil is a millionaire, and Rob Newman is, is wrongfully, a, 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 you know, a footnote. Oh, no. Do you even remember Rob Newman, Alan? I remember a gag where they were dressed up as old gentleman sitting in yeah. tent. You, you know... See that, you, see that gentleman over there? That's you, that is. You know... That's the one. Alan, 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 you know... Um, your, you know this, your mum's dirty pants? Yes. That, that's you, that is. See that gentleman smoking a joint over there? Yes. That's your dad, that is. Yes, it is, and he's bogarting it. You know that Alan Caddick, Gareth? Yes. That's you, that is. <laughs> <laughs> that works Ian, not... I've heard you've got a bit of a dicky tummy. Oh, you see? <laughs> Here's the thing, right? And this is a genuine point that I wanted to mention, right? 
You know when there's a cold going round, mm-hmm. right? or the flu's going round, right? Yeah, the flu jab. Yeah, all right. And now there's this dicky tummy going around, and it is going around. The, the lead singer from Doctor Hook had it. I've had it. My boys had it, and I hadn't seen them for a week. Um, a, a friend had it who I hadn't seen for ages. Right, so it's going have you, around. Yeah. Have you had it, Alan? No, I haven't have had it. The question is, I was going to know who's next in the chain from Ian. Yeah, I didn't. It I could don't... be Castle Ed. Okay, but here's the thing, right? Yeah. How does that go around? And why isn't anybody suspicious about it? That has got to... It's got to be the government trying out diseases on us. Somebody's... Somebody's... Somebody's covering something up here, aren't they? Well, or not covering something up. Maybe it's that... It's that girl who did a dirty on Alan. (laughs) Who, Leanne? Um, but I don't, because how, uh, honestly, yeah, if you've got a cold, I can imagine a cold getting around like seven or eight people, right? Yeah. But it can get around the country, the world sometimes. No, I'm sorry, I don't buy that. You're, you're onto something there, Ian. I am. You're, yeah, you got a theory. I've got a theory, I'm going to try and get on Howard Hughes' show at the weekend with it. Maybe he'll interview me for an hour about it. And that won't be bullshit. Sorry? Howard Hughes? Yeah. Yeah, Hang on, Alan, shut up. Go on, Gareth. Howard Hughes, the aviator? No, you absolute prune. Howard Hughes, the bullshiner. I've never heard of him. Is he he a famous bullshiner? Yeah, Sunday nights at 10 o'clock on Talk Radio, it's three hours of complete and utter (laughs) bullshine. It's brilliant. It's the best show. Is he on talk radio? Yes! Oh, that's embarrassing. Hang on a minute. No, he's not. No, it's not embarrassing. Hang on a minute. I've got a clip of him. Um, uh, Is he talking about Area 51? Oh, I'm trying to find... Um, um, hang on a minute. Let me see. It's under music. I need to sort my hotkeys out. Um, um, hit... George, you're funny. Shut, oh, shut up. Lunatic. George, you're a funny. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am unable to, um, to find the, uh, the, um... I can't believe what I'm listening to. No, I'm unable to find... <laughs> Just shut it, pal. ...the clip, so I won't. I don't want to blow my own trumpet because I haven't got one. No, I can't find it, but yes, he's well worth listening to. Gareth? Yes. Thanks for calling. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0844-499-1000. Hip, 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 Rory. Hip, 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 Ian. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Although I really, my stomach really is, um, a bit run down. Stomach ache. I've got spots and I've just scratched a spot and that, that hurts a bit. Um, but I'm all right, Rory. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm doing a lot of the. I didn't know you couldn't burp, and I'm doing. But I'm doing a lot of that. I hope you're not jealous. I am always envious of people uh. that, burp, especially ones that can burp the alphabet or um, rollocks. But um, I'll get over it. Mm, I, yeah, I don't know what rollocks are, but um, that's cool. well, it's it's a polite way of saying the word bollocks. I didn't want to. Oh, right, I didn't okay. want to swear on the radio, and now you've made me swear. So thanks oh, a lot, Rory. Do you do you know where there was a before the six o'clock news last night on BBC One? They showed this trailer for The Apprentice, and there was a swear in it. Was and there like an F swear? 
and I was really really. Yeah, there was. The, the, it's got the bloke going, oh, I F that up. And I, I, I rewound it and everything, and it was, um, it definitely was F. And that was on before six o'clock? It was a, a 5.59. No, that's inappropriate. Yeah. That's inappropriate. I know, and I, tw- I like, searched Twitter to see if anyone was going, oh, there was swears on BBC, but, um, but there wasn't. I, I would normally complain, because that used to be my job, to spot things like that. And, um, but, yeah. but nobody has complained except me, so I'm just a geek who cares. I, um, I watched The Apprentice tonight, and mm, it's the first so nice. time ever I've watched the first episode of The Apprentice. Mm. I've never seen the first episode. I normally, um, I haven't watched the last two or three series... Um, I didn't watch the first three series, um, and I never watched... I, I kind of dive in about episode four, when it start. You know, they've got rid of all the, you know, they've got rid of the, mm. the boring ones. And the bald people. But the- I don't get it, right, because the programme has changed, because now, it isn't that Alan Sugar gives them a job, it's that he invests a quarter of a million pounds in their product. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I make up that he already knows... Which three or four people he wants in the final? Because suppose it gets to the final mm-hmm. and all four people have got absolutely terrible products. Mm-hmm. Right? And they, they come in and pitch and all their products are terrible. They wouldn't allow that to happen. He knows which one of those people, what, what their products are. And he knows the, the sort of two or three that he thinks are worth taking a punt on. Yeah, but about three about three years ago, there was a bloke who he clearly loved and wanted as his business partner. But then he found out what his business was, and the business idea was just it was something about estate agents, and it was awful. And he just went, "Sorry, mate, I love you." But do you remember the? La- I think the this. last time I watched it, it was that. Um, do you remember there was like a scientist man with glasses, mm, and he-, he won, and he invented like. Hair curlers yeah, or something, hair curlers, didn't he? Chairs or something as well, like comfortable chairs. Or co- co- yeah, it was a comfortable chair mm. and a hair curler. Now, I I don't know a lot about inventions, mm-hmm. but I think those two things exist already, Rory. Yeah, I think, too, yeah. I think yeah. they do. Mm. Um, and also, I, I I've not seen his product, so. I mean, is this, is that guy even still alive? The only the only ex apprentice people I know, right? Are, are you still see Hopkins, mm-hmm. James Max, yeah, um, the one that sued him for being a sexist, Stella, somebody. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Michelle, no, Dewberry, Michelle Dewberry, no, no, she was uh, no, Ste- it wasn't it Stella Artois? No, it's a beer. <laughs> and um, Rafe. Now you don't actually see Rafe a lot. Mm. But I imagine that Rafe is a ra- maybe I maybe I live near Rafe because I feel like I've seen Rafe. Yeah, maybe you see a lot of Rafe. Very you very tall, swarthy, mm. um, Suave. Su- very suave. Yeah. He was from Suaviland and he spoke yeah. Swahili. Yeah, um, yeah, and he wore a cravat. I'm Rafe. Mm. Hello, I'm Rafe. Yeah, and the woman, of course, the woman was on Celebrity Big Brother. The woman who was a on Loose Women and stuff. The woman who like got the. He was second in the very first one. Who was uh, that? Sahira. So, 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 I can't remember. Who? Sarah Khan. Wasn't that it? No. I don't know. I didn't watch. Well, I didn't watch the first one. I didn't. I don't think I joined it until series three. Mm. Yeah, I've been watching it since series two as well. But uh, I wonder what yeah, happened. She was in on Celebrity one. Big Brother, and she she had a bit of a meltdown. Good. As, mm-hmm. as ev- everybody on Celebrity <laughs> Big Brother should. 
uh, yeah. have a meltdown. That that's what it's there for. It's there to break you. It's the it's the uh, modern. Here's here's an idea for a reality show. I remember they did it once in the A Team. Right, there was an episode of the A Team. Right, where um, they captured um, the A Team. Right, and remember they are Viet- they are Vietnam vets. Right, mm. Vietnam vets, and they captured the A Team, and it may have even been the Vietnamese. I don't know, but they got Hannibal right. And they made, like, a tiny little chicken coop out of corrugated iron. It was tiny. You couldn't stand up in it. You had to, you, you, you had to hunch in it, right? Mm-hmm. And they made it in the desert, right? It was in the desert. And they put him in there for a week. Right. In this tiny thing, in the metal, and it should have been hot, right? Wow. And they opened it a week later going, ah, he will be a broken man. Mm. And then he will give us the secrets, right? And they opened the door. Do you know what he was doing? Making a gone. No, he wasn't making it. There's nothing in there. He was smoking a cigar. <laughs> he was smoking a cigar, so they put him back in there. You can't break um, Hannibal. And I would watch celebrities be... I would watch that. Celebrity torture, <laughs> where you get Christopher Biggins, and he would have to do it after, um, you know, his yeah. jokes about Jews and bisexuals. <laughs> he, he would have to do it. He'd say yes. Biggins is in... Um, Jim Davidson, yeah, Jim Davidson. Mm. Uh, maybe John Virgo as well, just to reunite the big break team. Mm. And um, Joey Essex, and I'd like to see them get tortured, really, yeah. really nastily. That would be brilliant. And yeah. see who. Bro- and what it is, right? Is you wouldn't. They wouldn't. So, like, jo- Jim Davidson wouldn't see John Virgo on the rack. You know the rack where they tie your arms and your hands, right? And then oh, they stretch yeah. it. He wouldn't see John Virgo on the rack, but he'd hear it, right? And the thing is, you've got, you've got to st- stay at lo- stay on it longer than that. But he'd hear it, right? But what they would do is they would have tricked Jim Davison. John Virgo would have got a wild card. I've got this whole show planned out. <laughs> John Virgo's got a wild card, so he's allowed to skip a torture, and he skips the rack, right? So right. what they do is they just have him in a room for ten minutes, and they tell Jim Davison, oh, John Virgo's on the rack. And, but, and so Jim, John Virgo then just for 10 minutes is sat in a really comfy chair with a glass of beer going, Ah! God, no, please! Right? But, and then he's having a swig on a beer and maybe even, I don't know if he's a smoker or if he's like e-cigarettes, but they'll have whatever. And so Jim Davis is thinking, God, I've got, I've got to last longer than 10 minutes on the rack. But he'd really be on it and they'd stretch him. I would, I, I think I might phone up Channel 5 tomorrow and pitch that. Because that yeah, is actually think, a proper good show. Should. Definitely, yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, nice one. We're going to pitch that tomorrow. Definitely. Anyway, Rory, what did you call in for? Oh, I was just going to say I'm also sixteen stone, and um, I you're quite also, tall as well, aren't you? I'm five foot eleven. Oh, you're tiny. So, Sorry, yeah, I just so, yeah. so, but go swimming because there are people in that swimming pool, and they are thirty stone, and they don't care, and they're playing with their kids, and they're swimming, and they're having a great time. And you will not feel like fat when you go to the swimming pool, really. No, but I, no, I, no, but but I look disgusting. Yeah, but so do they, and they've got tattoos and paramilitary symbols all over their body, I, and I, nobody I, gives. You know, okay, well, uh, it's the second time you've done that. What what is wrong with you that you can't censor yourself? No, you, do you know what it is? I, I I I used to live on my own, and now I live with these blokes who swear all the time. And I do a show every week where I swear quite a lot in the show. And um, 
and and that's why like, I, I was actually quite worried before I came on that I would be swearing. So sorry about that. Here we go. Listen to this. This is this is a, a, a tweet from someone. If my child climbed up a slide, I'd be annoyed as much as if she was going down it and this idiot was going up. What's the issue? What? What does that mean? What does if my child climbed up a slide, I'd be annoyed as much as if she was going down and this idiot was going up. What's the issue? I've got no idea. Are they, so are they pro or again climbing up slides? Are you re, Utopia 4OD, you have to make yourself a bit clearer, please, because I don't understand what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. Would you, would you, if you, if, if you had kids, Rory, would you let them climb up slides? Um, you know, I would let them climb up slides. Yeah, I mean, my, my brother, his, my nephew, his son, um, he lets them climb up slides and do everything and, and doesn't, when he goes into shops, he doesn't say, don't touch this, don't touch that. Yeah. But, in his home, he is actually quite disciplinarian with his with his son, and is, and uh, won't let him do certain things, and and reserves the amount of time he can spend watching um, Minecraft on YouTube and watching cartoons and things, and will be quite, you know, abrupt with him. So, but again, he's a creative person. He's like a very creative person. He's an artist and everything, but yeah. in, in the home, he's quite. Um, well, I could, the home is a different thing. The home is a different. And I'm not. Mm. I'm not deconstructing anyone's. Um, I'm not doing a psychological analysis of how people behave in them. But I just think you can break society down to those who would let kids climb up slides and those who don't. And those who who who, who don't let their kids climb up slides, are, I think, are, are. I think they're dead inside, Rory. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for yeah. agreeing with me. I think they are. I think uh, Jay. I'll come to you after the news. I think if you don't let a child climb up a a slide, you're um, you are dead inside. The, 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 where's where's your spirit? Where's your your creativity? Where's your soul? Yeah, it's not there. I think letting someone climb up a slide shows that you're you're a rule breaker. Um, but not like an anarchist. I'm not in any way condoning anarchy. Uh, you're a little bit groovy. You're a free thinker. You're an individual. I think if if you don't let children climb up slides, then you are um, uh, not an individual. Just I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, if you want to take part in the show, you're more than welcome. It's not. Uh, hang on a minute. An hour's gone. It feels like I've only been here for twenty minutes. Blimey, time is is um, falling through our fingers, guys. We better get a wriggle on, huh? we got to squeeze in Susie Quattro before the end of the show. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. We call you back. And as you've heard, you can call in about any old rubbish. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Talk radio. Busy show this evening, guys. Uh, now will be an excellent time to call. We will call you back. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. Um, or you can follow me on Twitter as well if you want, at Ian Lee. I-A-I-N-L-E-E. It's 11 o'clock. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I'll do your fine little things I'll teach you Sure to beat you Nevertheless you'll get a lesson from teacher Now kick Kick Punch Punch Jump 
Finish this level. Hang on. Hang on. Jump, kick, jump. Thank you. You can go on to the next stage now. Yahoo! Yahoo! Oh, Excellent. Sorry about that. I said, I'm finishing um, level one of Parappa the Rapper. 0844 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is um, uh, Ian Lee on uh, Talk uh, Radio. Um, you can call in about absolutely anything you want. For God's sakes, we've just played two minutes of a 20 year old video game. That's the kind of rubbish you're dealing with here, guys. Um, should kids be allowed to walk up slides is the uh, the big question of the evening. Uh, let's have a little look at the statistics on the Twitter poll. Um, 491 votes. <laughs> it's true. Get alive. 69% say yes. So it's a funny number, um, but it's a very serious point that's being made. 31% of you have no souls. There's 23 hours left on that poll. Because I didn't know how to change it, so you'll be done in an hour. So that's the way it goes, isn't it? Um, let us go to Jay. Good evening, Jay. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Jay. I'm, I'm good today. I phoned up when Caddick was on. I, I, I'd like to speak to him. Maybe I'll catch him some other time. Maybe. He's been good the last, last couple of days, hasn't he? What's your definition of good? Well, just some of the stuff he comes out with is... Sometimes you think, you know, you hear him talk and you think, oh, you know, he's a nice guy, but then, then he's, sometimes he's so quick. When you asked him yesterday what part, you know, he said, he said I'd eat you, and he just, start, he just came out with what part would you start with? But what kind of mind works like that? Well, a very hungry mind, I think. <laughs> in terms and, of... and Mr. Blobby today, I was, I was doubled over. Anyway, that's not... What was that you were playing before? What was that... Um... Parappa the uh, Rapper. 
What is that? It's, I mean, oh, man alive. It's one of the greatest video games of all time. It was out on the original Sony PlayStation. It's a Japanese game. And oh, you're, right. you're a, a, a little dog, and you have to learn to rap. I think, if I remember correctly, you, you, you want to win the heart of a girl. And so you have to learn to rap, and you go through a series of... Um, uh, lessons there you're fighting a, a karate um a, a, a karate um teaching onion um, right, okay. and then you go have to go through a series of things and at the end you go to a big rap battle and if you win then the girl falls in love with you and um, yeah I, I was i was i was mistrusting of uh of new, i was always a nintendo person back then and uh, i was mistrusting of uh, sony uh, until well, later on when well I you missed out you missed out on parappa the rapper I did miss out on Parappa the Rapper. You, you missed out on it, and 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 that's to your detriment. Alex Kidd in Miracle World, I think, on the on the massive. Oh, no, yeah. That was before then. Yeah, Alex Kidd was good. Alex Kidd. Was that was before good. then. That was before then. Yeah. Anyway, we're uh, dangerously, dangerously close to getting into old old video games. I don't mind. Um, I don't mind old video games. So oh yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. Um, uh, I mean, are you, are you excited about the NES little mini NES emulator that's coming out? No, I probably won't get that. I need to. Um, I need to get. Okay, I need to buy a new console, right? For various reasons. Right. What have you got at the moment? Well, at the moment, I've got an Xbox One, right? But let, let's just say it's right. come to the end of its use for me, right? So, do I get another Xbox One, or do I make the leap back to PlayStation? Well, I'm still on the 360, so I'm, I'm, I haven't got time for it all these days. If I'm still on the Xbox 360, I've had the best part of the, well, a decade. Yeah, now. it's good. I might, yeah, they're good. I might stick with Xbox. I think I'm an Xbox. Hang on, listen to this. Hang on, this is, this is... Listen to, this is the final of Parappa Parappa. Listen to how good this song is. <laughs> This is the end level of a video game. Hang on. You got to rap. Hang on. Basically, it's one of those games where you've got to press the button at the right time and you right. you rap. It's like an early version of Guitar Hero. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Are these original songs? Yeah! For the game? Yeah, yeah! And you can get the oh, album as well! It's absolutely amazing. Okay, I'm told. It's, oh, it's a great game. It's a great game. Yeah. Guys, go and buy a PlayStation and get Parappa the Rapper. It'll cost you about 50 pence. It's a joy to behold. Very good. Um, anyway, does it make you proud to be British? Sorry? Does it make you proud to be British? What's that? MPs slugging it out with each other? <laughs> uh, just how we conduct ourselves on in the international stage. It's marvellous, isn't it? <laughs> it it's is. What, it's the... what Churchill would have wanted, I think. It is. You know, we have to be careful because the, the allegations and, and, and people oh, have denied allegations. Oh, no, 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 no. But, but, yeah. but, but, but. Right, we're not... You know. It is the most incredible story. <laughs> Whatever, even if, like, 5% of it is true, right? It is nuts, isn't it? Because my mate yeah. um, texted me um, something about Stephen Wolf, right? And yeah. and I just thought he was just being rude. You talked about yesterday, weren't you? You're yeah, we about talked yesterday. about him yesterday. Yeah, I know. And if you if you wanted to believe in conspiracy theories, right? <laughs> so Diane Abbott is the leader of UKIP for for eighteen days. Then she steps hey, down. Dude. Not Diane Abbott. What's her name? <laughs> what's they her, wouldn't allow that. What's her name? What's I can't remember the name of the woman. 
James, uh, James Abbott. I'm joking. Anyway, whoever, yeah. right, that's how much of an impact she made on us, right? She, she was the leader of UKIP for 18 <laughs> days. Um, and then the guy... Did you see the picture when, when Farage tried to kiss her and she recalls... Oh, she recalls like in horror. ...back into a shell. And then the guy who is obviously the best candidate to run that party, right, who yeah. got turned down because he was 17 minutes late before, and then... Yeah. and too black. And too black. And then yeah. he's obviously going to go again... And he, for what, whatever reason, he winds up in hospital, possibly yeah, because he's yeah. been done. It's incredible. It's an incredible story. And yet it does make... I bet all of Europe, all of the European, the MEPs, right, who oh, wanted God, us to they stay... They can't wait to get rid of us. They just now, can't wait to get rid of us. Now, exactly. I mean, UKIP, whatever happened today, right, UKIP have... Um, They've embarrassed themselves in that European Parliament. When, when um, again, again, so many times. I mean, when we, you know, that we voted for Brexit, right? And then the next day, Farage goes in there and basically oh. goes, "Up yours, everybody! You're not laughing now." And I just thought, and people oh, going, "Oh, he's such a player. Now. He's such a hero." I was going, "No, he's not. Yeah. He's an ambassador for our country, yeah. and he's acting like an absolute prune." What a fantastic way to start negotiations. Oh, that, it's that, that terrible. You, and everyone's going, oh, yeah, well you done, thought, Nigel, well you, done. You, you were laughing at me. You're not laughing now, are you? That's not a bad impression. Um, well, but I, it was... I, I, it co- was copy Matt Ford's impression. It was embarrassing. He has embarrassed us there. Embarrassed us. And it looks like UKIP have embarrassed us again. And all uh, of the... I bet all of the, the, the MEPs that wanted us to stay are going, oh, thank God that lot are going. Oh, aren't they rough? Brits abroad, guys. Brits abroad. What, what do you do when you see a piece of news like that? The first thing I do is I go, I go to... There's some people who I follow on Twitter that I immediately go to for, 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 for political commentary. And at the moment, that's um, Janie Godley, yes. uh, Matt Ford, and Linny. For some reason, I, I wanna, when I hear something like that, I just yep. go straight to Twitter for those three people. Um, and uh, uh, but none of them mentioned it today. I, I was I was disappointed. Yeah, Limmy did mention Limmy. To... Did you see Limmy? Limmy did the funniest tweet last night about how someone stole his helicopter in um, yeah. Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> and he put hashtag sad. And I went and watched the video. He posted the video oh, when this guy, yeah. and it's brilliant. And I don't know how this guy did it, but Limmy goes, "Where's my effing helicopter?" And this guy <laughs> leads him, and then this guy points up to the roof of a building, and he goes, "Oh, you... it's the funniest <laughs> thing." A grown man. <laughs> Being distraught that someone's nicked his computer helicopter. It's hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. What's the, what's the angriest you've got playing a computer game? Yeah, well, you see, this is it. I, I, I want to. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I should save my money and I don't know buy uh, buy food for my children. Jay, I just. I just don't know. Thank you for that. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, uh, telephone number. You don't get. Maybe you do. Maybe I'm out of the. Um, Maybe I'm out of the video game loop a little bit. But I... Parappa the Rapper was genuinely a groundbreaking game. Genuinely, right? A, the music was excellent. B, it, it, it was basically what we now know as Guitar Hero. It was, it was one of the first kind of games like that, um, that that led to Guitar Hero and Rock Band and all those things. Um, it was also nuts. I mean, a properly insane game. A dog has got to learn to rap to win the heart of another dog and the first teacher is chop chop master onion um and then there's a driving instructor then there's a i mean it is bonkers 
Right, it's Japanese, of course. Of course, the best games are. Oh, oh, it's um, it's on my phone, and I, I'm I'm periscoping. Remind me tomorrow. I recorded the boys while I was playing Pac-Man today. The screams have died down a bit because they're a bit more used to it, but there's still quite a bit of screaming. I'll I'll edit that down tomorrow. Remind me to do that for tomorrow's show. We'll play um, the audio of my boys when I play Pac-Man because they get so excited. <laughs> all that going on when the ghost comes ah! but they, they it's not as 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 shrieky as it was for the first three or four times they saw it they've kind of got a bit used to it now so i need to find i need to show them defender or something oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number we call you back lee and then jonathan and then it could be you dear listener this is talk radio unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation make contact with ian lee Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I should let you know as well. You can watch the show. Slightly less um, people watching the show than there have been the last couple of days. We didn't do it yesterday, but on Monday and Tuesday, we had just under twenty thousand people watching the show. If only those stats counted for something. Well, they make my soul feel a little bit warmer. So thank you. Uh, if you do want to watch the show, if you go to uh, uh, type in periscope tv slash ian lee i a i n l w e. You can watch the show, and hello to all of the Periscopers watching now. Peace and love, man. Peace and indeed love. And look, they're firing off their hearts. Yes, Lee! Getford, Getford, Getford. Oi, oi, oi! I'm sorry, I have to apologise for that. I persuaded Alan and Penny to say it. (laughs) Unbelievable. You know it it works as an inverted hex, though. Does it? Yeah, yeah, yes. You actually, by saying his name three times, it's like Beetlejuice. You're, 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 (laughs) You're cursing him. Movie. <laughs> Classic movie. I don't know if I've ever seen Beetlejuice. I've seen bits of Beetlejuice. Oh, come on. Well, no, hang on a minute. Just you say, Lee, you just <laughs> saying, oh, come on, won't make me have seen the film. Oh, all right. Then. I don't think I've seen it. I've seen bits of it. Well, it's your homework. There you go. Well, then I, I, then, uh, I shall watch that tomorrow, guys. That's yeah, what I'm going to Then give watch. us a call. Oh, yes. wait, hang on. Oh, that reminds me. Hang on a minute. You, you've got homework, dear listener. Film Ring is to watch Holy Hell. Don't worry, the next film will be a lot more light-hearted. I already know what the next film's going to be. But it's on you Netflix... Said last time. No, I know, but this time it really <laughs> will be, because I do know what the next film is going to be. Uh, but but your, your homework is uh, to watch a documentary called Holy Hell. It's the one about a cult. There's also a cheap horror film, I think, on Netflix called that. Um, but it's uh, it, uh, watch that, and uh, we're... I'll let you know when we're going to talk about it on the show. It'll be one day next week we're going to get, um, hopefully, the um, the guy that made the film on the show. So that's that's the plan. Anyway, Lee, what you got for us? Uh, what's the longest you've ever played a video game non-stop? You oh. know, like when you've had a session. Oh, back in the day, me and my mates would um, play FIFA, I don't know, eight hours? Yeah. So Something like that. And you, 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 you kind of start, it'll be ten o'clock at night, and it'll be... Uh, should we have a quick session of FIFA before bed? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> and then suddenly it's like half five, six in the morning. You're like, I really should go to bed. Yeah, I still do that a little bit now. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't get as much time to play games. Uh, and c- I do. I do. I, I'll actually. I'll, I'll have a little session tomorrow, hopefully. But um, I don't get as much time, and I miss because you can play it all online now. I miss. 
going round to a mate's house and having to take an extra controller around and plugging it in. Yeah. And, and I miss that aspect. I miss sitting on, on, you know, the floor with three other blokes playing FIFA. You know, I miss that. I miss that. And I haven't done that for years and years and years and years. And doing it online is fine, but um, none of my friends have got consoles anymore and... I miss yeah. it was a very um, it, it was a very shared experience and for me now playing video games isn't quite so shared which is a shame I miss that. The best bit and this is going back further than consoles is when you wait twenty minutes for the tape to load and then the tape gets chewed up in the computer. Well, you see, the kids these days, you know, they think they're having it tough if if um, you turn on the computer and it says update needed. And uh, you go, guys, you, you haven't got a clue what this is. Like. You, you should have seen it on cassettes. What's a cassette? Oy. I know. I used to have an Amiga, and it's like some games were like four tapes, and you're like, yep. please turn tape over. It's like, oh, yes, God, exactly. turn the tape over. <laughs> we are living in nirvana at the moment in terms of video games. Now, as you played some music a second ago, did you ever play Cannon Fodder? It wasn't Amiga games. It was Commodore. But... Uh, no, I, didn't pl- I don't know Cannon Fodder. No, it's a great bit of music. My yeah. ego, look. A, a, a lot of the... Let me know. It's a great bit of music. There you go, some there you see. for you. There you go, you see, it all, it all adds up to fun times. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, one, one quick last thing. Yes. Um, you remember we watched, um, what was it called? Elliot movie. I've forgotten the full title. Kung Fu Elliot. That's that's the one. You know we watched it because it was kind of bad. Yeah. I watched something knowing it was probably going to be bad on Channel 5 the other day, and it's worth watching because it's that bad. Yeah. (laughs) It's um, called Aftermath. It's like a sci-fi channel, um, new sci-fi that they had on Channel 5. But believe me, it's... So bad, you'll just be into hysteric. Is it a film or a television program? Uh, it's a new TV series. I don't watch TV series. Just put it on in the background. You'll be in hysterics. Lee, I, just... I, I may, I may check it out. I tend not, not to watch TV. Thank you, Lee. I tend um, not to watch TV series because they always end up disappointing. I mean, I got sucked into. Uh, Kath and I have got sucked into watching the um, National Treasure. The Robbie Coltrane as a sex offender thing. And, um, I don't think it's very good. I don't think it's very good at all. Now, I think there are only four episodes, so we've done episode three, so next week is the last week. So, we'll have it on. We always miss the last five minutes anyway, because we have to come in, in here and do this. So, we'll probably have, the, have it on. If, if, is last week the next week? Uh, is next week the last week? I think it is. Um, but I don't think it's been very good at all. I think it's been absolutely terrible. Really overrated, badly acted, ham-fisted writing. Um, uh, but no one will come out and say it's not very good because it's such an important subject ma- matter. And it's got it's got some, you know, real talent in it. Julie Waters is, is excellent in it. She's kind of the only thing that holds it together, as far as I'm concerned. Um... And no one will come out and say, this is a bit of a stinker, actually. Um, and I, I think that's a shame. 0844 499 Yes, Jonathan, what kind of cake? Care about cake. What cake? I don't care about cake. Well, jeez, you, you, you've really um, 
Got to, I, well, I tell you what, you sit there and you can just think about what you've said for a little bit. Tris? Pip, pip, pip. What kind of cake? Uh, tonight I'm going to go Victoria Sponge. Beautiful, beautiful. It's a, it's a classic. We keep going back to the Victoria Sponge. How's your weight loss going? Oh, do you know what? I'm eight weeks tomorrow, not that I'm counting. And uh, I'm still on it, and I'm still very, very down about it. Because <laughs> um, I'm not losing as much as I'd like, and it's boring. Um, are you losing, though? I am losing. I'm not I'm not doing the thing where I weigh myself, because I think if I have a few days or a week where I don't lose anything, I'll just chuck in the towel. So I'm going on other people's, uh, other yeah. people's uh, advice, you know, and... Uh, but that's the thing, isn't it? The, the second I think, oh, I'm not, it's not working, I'll just gorge again. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm sticking with it, and I don't think I'm losing anything, but apparently I am. Well, I've gone down I've gone down a waist size. So well, they, they, that, that's progress, mate. That's progress. That's, that's yeah, but you things. look in the mirror and you just think, ugh. Yeah. You know, different, are you? Yeah. I hate how I look, and yeah. I hate the... I hate it all, but no, no, it's coming off. Thanks for asking. Good. Good work. Yeah. Well, how you got, are you doing, my friend? Uh, you know... Yeah. <laughs> you know, li- li- life sucks. Yeah. Life sucks, man. But apart from that, everything's great. I'm going to get f- three and a half hours sleep tonight because yeah. um, I'm taking the boys to school tomorrow, which is a joy, by the way. I'm not in any way complaining about that, but I'm just anticipating being exhausted. I'll be able to come back and have another couple of hours sleep once they go to school, but well, I will get woken up at about six o'clock by my youngest climbing into bed with me going, is it time to go downstairs yet? Is it time to go downstairs? So I shall give him my, um, one of the rare occasions, I will give him my telephone so he can watch Netflix while I doze for another 20 minutes. And then we're up and the day begins. And uh, But that'll be good. I'm looking, you know, it's always a joy to um, to take those guys to school. I mean, um, I, got, I got awoken at six o'clock, uh, uh, seven o'clock this morning, sorry, by my six-year-old, who, because um, I was late making breakfast, I was woken up with a packet of crumpets being thrown at my head. Well, you see, yeah. not not the kind of crumpet you expect to get in bed, but that, you know. It is these days, mate. It is these days. What you got for us, Tris? Well, I was going to pick you up on a point you made uh, last night. Yes. Um, you were talking about the Stones, Black and Blue. Yes. And about it being a terrible album. Yes. You're very wrong. It's one of their best. Oh, and I know, I know you don't like the Stones. I know you don't like the Stones, but I genuinely think if I was to put together my top 50 albums, it would be in there. Of, of any, just of just to make sure we've got the right album, it's the one that's got, Daddy, you're a fool to cry, yes, fool to cry, and it but makes me wonder why. It has indeed. Terrible um, record. Yeah. I know, I can, I can, and I can say it's a terrible record, because I listened to a documentary about it two nights ago, where they played the album, and it was awful. It's got it's got such a good track on it. Melody, did you hear that? Oh God, yeah, that was terrible. Oh, it's brilliant, mate. That was terrible. It was almost as bad as what's it called, Me- Memory Hotel or something? Memory Motel. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, we we'll agree to. No, we won't agree to differ, Tris. I know good albums, right? Revolver, um, Sunflower, Tusk. I know good albums, right? Black and Blue is not a good album. It's, it's it well. It's one of the Stones' top five albums. Well, then they've made terrible, terrible <laughs> albums. Then <laughs> they, they've uh, announced their new album for eleven years. Yeah, it's going to be old, loads they? of old, uh, loads of old blue songs. Yeah, it's going to be their last, probably. Isn't it? Um, and it took them three days to cut it. So yeah, exactly. Let's keep our fingers crossed.
Oh, my. I mean, I grew up on them. They were my first gig uh, when I was 11, I sort of stones, and I've just sort of carried them, carried them through with me. I've tried. I've really, really tried, and I just don't get it. I like Angie. I like wild yep. horses. I like you can't Gorgeous, always get yeah. what you want. Um, yep. I quite like it's only rock and roll, but I like it because it's a little bit, little bit silly fun, little knockabout fun. I like Doom, yeah. Doom and Gloom was a good song. Oh, that was good. Yeah, that was recent. Yeah, that's it. Five songs. There you go. They've done five good songs. Are there, are there any bands that you you like, or at least say you like, that you've forced yourself into getting into? That is an excellent question. Yeah. No, because the people that I've really worked at, I've worked at Jimi Hendrix, I've worked at Bob Dylan, I worked at the Stones, and yeah. I keep going back to them. And it just doesn't click. Doesn't click. And I think most people I've got into because I've, I've, you know, they've, there's been a, an instantaneous reaction with them, Tris, where we've kind of just gelled immediately. I've always felt that the bands that I've, like, like, like me and the Beach Boys at the minute, always had sort of a passing interest. But I feel like I'm being nourished now. I've sort of worked hard to. To, yeah. to, to play all through, you know? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what I mean. Yeah. Tris, always good to talk to you, mate. Thank you for that. You are completely wrong about that Rolling Stones album, though. 0844 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, Jonathan. Hello. Uh- I'd like to talk about uh, modern-day games consoles. Okay. Yeah, they're rubbish. Right. Well, that's probably um, the most offensive thing you've ever said. You're you're wrong, but ca- I'll let you carry on spouting your poison. <laughs> uh, uh, there are hardly any uh, games on the PlayStation Four. Right. I don't know the that much game- about the. Ja- I don't know that much about PlayStation Four. The, the best game on the Xbox One is a compilation of old Spectrum and N64 games. Right, well, which... hang on a second, hang on a second. Yeah, you've just shot yourself in the foot, because you can get all the old, not all of them, you can get a significant number of old games from all different kinds of consoles and machines for the Xbox so, Xbox so, is a terrible so, console. so, so ultimately, it's it's the, the Xbox is the best console because it can not only do what an Xbox can do, but it can do what a Dreamcast could do and what a, a Sega Mega Drive can do and what a Spectrum could do. It's it's a rub- Xbox One is a rubbish console. Tell me why. Rubbish... Tell tell me why. So I'm gonna I'm gonna now, normally when you come on and spout your racism, I kind of just let you go. I want to nail you down on this because this is the important stuff, right? Tell me why an Xbox is rubbish. It it, they, it looks like a Betamax video recorder. Okay, that's that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. The way it looks is irrelevant. It does, he's right. It does look like a Betamax, but that's irrelevant. Tell me why the console is rubbish. It's it's hard to program for the multi. Uh, uh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Why do you want? Why, hang on a minute. Why do you want to program for an Xbox? I'm, talk- I'm talking about the user experience because... Well, no, the user experience isn't, for most people, isn't writing programs for it. It's just... Yeah, so, it, right, we have two hard, reasons. Hard, First two reasons we've shot out the window. No, Next no, reason. No, you, no. It, it, multi-format games are inferior to those the same 
titles on the PS4. You just said the, the PlayStation PC. 4 was rubbish. You're just being it contrary, Jonathan. It is It is rubbish. Only uh, five good games on the PS4. Only only five. The uh, graphics, and most, the and most sound. Of them are, uh, ports. Jonathan, you, you come on and you talk absolute guff. Why can't you just once come on and speak the truth and say, do you know what? No, you're not. You're not. You're not. And now I'm I'm angry. Now you've offended me. (laughs) Why can't you just come on and go, you know, modern games consoles, right? Yeah, they're a bit clunky and yeah, the games are overpriced, but bloody hell, they're good. Bloody hell, they're so much better than Spectrums or or Super Nintendos because they can do everything that those things did Plus a million other things. You can watch movies on there. You can um, Skype on there. You can play DVDs. You can um, uh, listen to the radio. You can listen to this show on an Xbox. I want to buy a games console to get this, play games. Oh. And there are you... hardly any games on the, this current lot. Incorrect data. There are loads of games. Yeah, loads of uh, of PS3 and Xbox 360. Yes, yes, you know what? He's got me there. there. Yeah, you're right. There are there are lots of um, just just slight upgrades from those. Yes, I'll give you that. I mean the the only the only truly impressive next generation game on, in this current generation is Arkham Knight, and that's not as good as Arkham City. Here we go. City. All right, all right. Let's let, okay, Jonathan. What is the best console of all time? And you, the future of this call. Hangs in in the answer. Sorry. Oh, that that's difficult. There are so many good consoles. I don't. I don't. Don't. Don't fudge it. What is the best console of all time? I know the answer. <laughs> uh, well, your answer's wrong. You see, you're just. You're no, just no. I taking... know what you're going to. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say the Dreamcast, and I'm going to say that yes, it was a very good console, well, but what? the Mega Drive was better. Thanks for calling, Jonathan. Absolute rubbish. How can you say the Mega Drive? I know we're getting geeky, guys. Bear, bear with me. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about. Try and think of something that's not geeky. I can't. I've had a brain freeze, guys. I've had a brain freeze. I tell you what, Catherine, why don't you come and join me? Because it's, we're, we're in danger of disappearing in a, in a geek wormhole. Whack your microphone on, Boyle. Whack your microphone on. Um, how can you say a Mega Drive is better than a Dreamcast? I mean, that's just ludicrous. Jerry! Oh, gutted. Why, why are you gutted, mate? I just found out my cousin's died, this hip-hop man. Who's my died? Cousin. My colony died ages ago. Hip hop National Fresh. Who hang, hang on, Jerry, I'm struggling. Who died? Mike Allen, DJ. Oh, Mike Allen died. Yeah, he died a while ago. Yeah, I just found out. Yeah, yeah, he died uh, maybe a couple of months ago. Yeah. His ace, National Fresh. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, he was good, Mike Allen. Yeah. Hip hop pioneer. Yeah. He, well, I never used to listen to him when he was. I used to listen to him when he was doing phoning radio. I'm, I probably spoke to him once on Talksport, I think. Yes. Thanks. Cover for someone. Yeah, well... He's a nice guy. I'm going to die one day, Jerry. What are you going to do then? Yeah, we're all going to die. Yeah, well, well... That... But never mind. Let's not get depressed. Well, too late for that. You've you've uh, you've sucked the energy out of... Uh... The best games console ever is the Binetone from the 70s. Oh, the rest even, of even at the time... I inspired the rest of them. Even at the time we knew they were rubbish. No, but inspired. 
It, it was an inspiration. I'll give you yeah. that. I'll give you that. And Spectrum's a crap because the graphics just clash. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of clash. I'm, I'm just aware that we are in danger of, of literally, we haven't got a big audience anyway, uh, of that tiny audience being no, driven away by what has become um, a load of bro- load of blokes um, just masturbating in front of each other. That's basically what the last 20 minutes has been. has been men knocking one out in front of each other. Now come multitask. E- well, exactly, you see. Guy Fawkes Night's coming up, he coming. Uh, <laughs> that's the wrong word to use after. S- steady. Uh, what, to push you round penny for the guy? Yeah, no, please. No, no. I'm going to... Um, I'll, I'll buy some fireworks again this year. I bought some last year. Everyone says, oh, don't buy fireworks from the supermarket. They'll be rubbish. Even when I was there, the bloke in the queue said, you don't want to get them. You want to get them from one of them... Uh, he said, one of them Indian shops. They sell the proper stuff. And I had a, a load of fireworks, spent about 60 quid. They were brilliant. Remember, I used about 35 quid, about 40 quid's worth on fireworks night. We still had loads left over, so I saved some for the boys' birthdays in January. They were brilliant! Best... Yeah, the ones you get from New Zealand, it's rubbish now. Well, yeah. go down... I, got a, I went to Tesco and I went, I'll have one of them, two of them, a couple of them. They any good? I'll go on, I'll get, get two of them. Beautiful. Loved it. Nice rocket. Yeah, but loads of rocket. The boys love the rockets. Uh, and it's exciting as well. I remember as a kid in our tiny back garden, my dad lighting a Catherine wheel, and it just being the most exciting thing that my dad was doing something really dangerous. It was mostly because of the danger, wasn't it? And yeah. having watched Blue Peter and yeah. all those advisory videos that it told don't you that you... Don't, yeah, yeah. Don't, with the bandaged hand, don't. Yeah. But I am now. I mean, those sparklers. It turns out, guys, they get cool quite quickly. I know. I got hit in the face with one. Didn't do anything. A sparkler. Mm-hmm. A sparkler? Mm-hmm. How did that hit you in the face? On the end of a kid's arm. Hey. Um, but, the, uh, but yeah, I'm still very, very paranoid about sparklers, and we, we, we dip them in a, buck, a bucket of earth. Yeah, because that's the Blue Peter way. That's the Blue Peter way. That's what we do, Jerry. Blue Peter Garden. Blue Peter Garden. Oh, that was a shame. Is Simon Groom still alive? Simon Groom yeah. is still alive, yes. Okay, yeah, got, yeah, Jerry, we're about right now. You're, I'm cutting you off now because we're about to do old kids TV shows. Simon Groom used to work at that place. We used to work at. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yep, yep, yep. Boyley's in the studio. In the hood, man. It, 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 I'm banning. Any more talk of computer games? Oh. I, I didn't realise that by playing Parappa the Rapper 42 minutes ago, it would um, turn into basically the kind of um, podcast that gets eight subscribers. That's what we've done. We've turned into into that podcast. Um, that and all power to the elbow of the people that make those podcasts in their bedrooms. But this is actually a national. A national radio show. And so we'll have no more of that. No more of that, I think, because, um, you know, even I was, was glazing over a little It's a shame, isn't it? A little bit. Um, so 0844 499 1000. I bet you let the kids climb up slides. Well, it, within certain uh, parameters, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 of course. I mean, you've got to be, you've got to be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. Uh, if your surroundings are muddy and they're wearing Wellingtons, it's not going to happen. No. But, but then again, as you're quite rightly pointing out, the then the slide will be too wet and you'll get wet bums anyway. Yeah. Uh, also, if there's a child at the top of the slide waiting to come down, we're not obstructing that. What's the deal with playing with other people's kids in parks? Uh, you leave know that I... to the children, I wouldn't. Well, no, you know I'm, you know I'm, a, I'm a child magnet. Yeah. 
and so when I'm at, I made a real effort today to to play with my youngest in the park. Instead of just sitting down and letting him go off, I was like, I'd not seen him for a bit, so I was going to just just running around and I was joining in with him. Yeah, I was being the tickle monster, chasing him, right. and he had to climb. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, so then kids see see a fun dad. Yeah, and they because it's, it's a rare thing. They want to join in. They want to come and have some of it. Now I've got you can't my, tickle someone else's kids. Thank you. I, I have I have I have rules, and and one rule is never tickle another person's child. Um, never touch another person's child unless they had fallen over and injured themselves. And then I would, I'm, I've got no qualms about going picking over and, and picking them up and comforting them and, um, you know, taking their hand to find their parent. I've got no qualms about that at all. And I would hope that someone would do the same to my children. I know some people are a little bit sniffy about that, but I don't care. Um, but, um, chasing uh, chasing them I find boring because I don't really want to chase other people's children but they kind of like that but I don't want to I, I, I probably wouldn't chase another person's child actually um, kids come up to me and they hit me in the stomach they right. think I'm one of those people you can hit mm-hmm. and that gets on my nerves yeah you're not allowed to hit them back did a lot of spinning on that wheel today with with a couple of other kids I was spinning them and they were enjoying that's that that's okay yeah that's okay that's okay that's okay no, I think it's fine. I think, you know, as long as you are aware that there is a certain distance there, that there, you know, you can't, you can't be acting the same with other people's kids as you can with your own. Well, well. I think we all know that, don't we? Let's go to Liz. Good evening, Liz. Good evening, Ian. I'm a first-time caller, so I'm a bit wobbly. Uh, well, I'm a bit wobbly, and I'm, I'm like <laughs> an 800,000th time presenter. Have you, have you been listening to us for long? Since you're on three counties, yeah. Hey, Liz, you've come <laughs> over from the dark side. Welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome. It's good to... I'm glad... Well, I'm well you glad. don't know that. She might be popping back in the morning. Oh, yeah, yeah that's well, true. Oh, I am, yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> I knew no, it. Well, that's, that's, that's good. I'm glad you found us, Liz. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, I found you ages ago. And I wanted to phone in because I had a very strange experience yesterday. Oh, yeah. I've got MS, so yeah. I'm quite prone to falling over. Yes. And, um... I was in the garden yesterday, and I thought, oh, I'll, while I'm out here, I'll feed the birds. So I went to put some fat balls in for the birds. Thank oh. you very much, Liz. She's quoting our greatest hits, yes. <laughs> well done. You, you were a listener, blimey. Okay, oh, yeah. I really was. And um, I thought, oh, I'll just climb up on this wall. It'll save me walking round. Yeah. I mean, it's, I knew it was the wrong thing. Hang on, you say, you, sorry, you're just going to climb up a wall? It's only a little wall, like eight inches high. Okay. All right, I so thought, I'll just that. put my on there because I can't reach, so I'll put my foot on there. So I ended up falling over. But worse than that, I fell over and nearly penetrated myself on Sorry? a concrete dog. What? Yes. Hang on a you minute. You heard me. You penet- when you say penetrated yourself. No, I didn't do it. I nearly did. I fell very awkwardly. If I'd been a virgin before I fell, I wouldn't have been afterwards. Struth! You actually mean penetrated. <laughs> Blimey! Can I ask a question? Yeah. What kind of dog? Spaniel. Oh, flipping heck. Very small one. What, and, what, do you, do you, what do you want to know? Do you have to marry the dog now or something? Is that the question? Oh, no, no. I've never been like that. Gosh. No. Did it? Um, yeah, it did, did hurt, yes. Yes, yes. okay. Good. It did hurt, so I just laid there on the grass for a while. Nursing your, um, your VJ. <laughs> Yes, and I thought they will never believe me if I have to call an ambulance. <laughs> well, there's a worse one. Did you see the woman in the papers? Oh, this is right. Disgusting. Trainee teacher as well. You'd think she'd know better. You don't go shouting this out if you're about to become a teacher because the children can Google. Did you hear about this woman? No, I didn't. No, she got something lost. 
up her, um, not when steady. Did, well, what did she lose? Well, a toy. Oh, right. oh so okay. I thought you were going to talk about the woman that was having sex with a plastic dinosaur. No, this is a, a trainee teacher <laughs> oh, yeah. all over the papers today because she got something lost. Mm. Not in the usual place either. Oh, God, no. And oh, no. she wanted to come out and talk about it because she said she had a moment where she thought she might just leave it. No. But when she went to the hospital, the no. doctor said if she'd have left it any longer, it would have burrowed its way to her stomach. Oh, God. Oh, no. She, she what? She thinks this is a big problem, the, the last great taboo, lost sex toys internally. I, I don't need to... But she's mouthing where it went. I worked out where it had gone, Catherine. <laughs> I got it. And she I thinks think that more... She out. thinks it's what? Like prostate cancer or testicular cancer. <laughs> that The more people that talk about it, the less chance there is of dying of it. I just think she should put a string on the end or something. Uh, Hey, uh, <laughs> well, my daughter Steady. is a paramedic, yes, and uh, she comes out with all these tales of men oh, no. that have sort of fallen in the bathroom and the toilet brush has disappeared somewhere. No, yeah, they make up stories. Well, the yeah. worst one, isn't it? And this, this, I, I like to think this is real. Is that um, the men that have the vacuum cleaner stuck on yeah. the end? Yeah. Um, and how, how did it get there? Well, I fell over on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sure, you did, man. Those stories are true. I had a friend who was a nurse, and she saw it. All the time. Yeah. So what happened, Liz? How did you recover from um, this um, rough, uh, rough sex? The rough dog. <laughs> yes. From the rough. <laughs> what what happened? The spaniel encounter. Well, nothing really. I just lay on the grass for a while, cried for a bit, and then got up and came in. Oh, what kind of spaniel was it? A cocker. <laughs> <laughs> I did. A, I did a funny. Thank that you. was quite good. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but I, I mean, I don't want. I, I don't want a description. Are you are you okay now? Is oh you, yeah, I'm fine. Bit of, bru- yeah. bit of bruising, bit of chafing. Uh, a little bit sore. Yeah, a little yeah. bit tender. But well, that, apart that, from that, that, it's that, all the nasty jokes I've got from my daughters. Well, I bet. I bet. I, I bet they. Um, they yeah, loved it. we've all had a good laugh about it. And how's the MS going? Or you all right with it? Oh, I'm all right with it. I just get fed up with it. I keep falling over. Yeah, it's 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 um. You know, my mum's got it. Obviously, yeah, I'm, I'm I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, and it, it's such a strange disease. A, it's more common than people ever think. Yeah. Um, and and B, it you're right. Everything can be fine, but then suddenly you just find yourself on the floor. Yeah. And um, and it's you got you kind of go. Well, I don't know. How I got down here. Well, I don't. I don't quite sure what happened then. What happened? Well, exactly. That's it. You just end up on the floor and you're like, how did I get down here? I'm oh, sorry. right. Okay. I was walking in a straight line and everything was fine and just something gave away. Well, I, I just don't like any fuss. And I remember I was washing up with my sister once and I fell over and she just carried on washing up and walking over me on the floor. And that's, and that's, uh, and to some people that might sound cold, but that's, if that's the way you want it, then that's, you know, oh, that's. That is the way I yeah. want it. Yeah. Yeah, good for you. All right, nice one, Liz. Well, I'm glad you found us. Okay, then. And uh, make sure you call again. It doesn't have to involve you riding. <laughs> an animal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Liz. Take care. Bye bye. There me. There we go. You say, well, that's nice. That's nice to get a new, uh, a new caller. Someone's been listening for well, Fat Balls was three years ago, mm-hmm. three and a half years ago. Blimey. I think we've got the measure of Liz there, haven't we? With those two I references. Think so. I I think so. Yes, um, Pablo. <laughs> Hip. Hip. What you got for us, man? Um, just on the talk of fireworks. Yes. Um, bonfire night and the like. I'm not 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 a fan of non-organised displays myself. But oh. Yeah, well, well, hang on. Why, why not? Well, it's their, their lines of tail. Oh, go on then. 
Uh, well, um, whilst I was at school, there were two lads. We'll call them Bobby and Spotty. Okay, Bobby and, and Spotty. Not the real names. No. Uh, changed to, to protect the innocent, or guilty in this case. Yes. Um, and basically, whilst we were at school, there was a, a bit of a fun with uh, fireworks purchased from the, the shop, and they had uh, one of those, um, the tubes that just shoots out balls of firework. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what they're called, boom tubes or something like that. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, the, the the game of the time was to run around the the park near the school and shoot it off at people, and you would just jump and dodge out the way. I mean, I mean, um, listen, we don't obviously we don't condone that kind of behaviour, but I never messed around with fireworks as a kid. I'd never lit a firework until last year. But that sounds like the, that sounds like a fun game. Don't play it. I'm not no. in any way suggesting it. But it's, that it's a pastime for rough boys. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's more. There's more. You see, um, one night when I wasn't playing out, um, I'd heard that. There'd been a, a horrible accident, and uh, some big boys had came, some bad boys had came, um, and taken the firework and shot uh, Bobby uh, in the back. And uh, the firework had burned through his jacket and onto his shoulder, and he ended up having to go to hospital and getting a skin graft from his from his buttocks to his shoulder blade. Yeah. Uh, so the skin, and it, there was a local news he was on there being interviewed about right. not hang, messing with fireworks hang on, hang on a minute so you weren't there no you didn't see it no you certainly weren't responsible for it and it wasn't aimed mm. at you no so what's your problem with um homebrew firework evenings well the this tale transpired that uh bobby and spotty uh, we're playing about with these fireworks. There were no bigger boys. Right. Um, and it just went awry between them. Uh, but personally, I just don't like the noise and the, the whiz-bang. Oh, I, I love the noise. I've, uh, and when we, when we did our fireworks in the garden last year, we got a round of applause from the neighbours. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we got a round of applause from the neighbours. And I thought, oh, well, that's good. Because not only have we enjoyed it, the people next door and the people opposite, um, had enjoyed it. And it wasn't, you know, it was, it was, um, it was a nice 30 minutes in the freezing cold in the back garden. Do you know what I really like? Yeah. Seeing my dad trying to please. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the fact that some of them are disappointing, but... No, oh, God, not like that. Steady. But seeing my dad trying to set fire to things in a manly fashion. Yeah. And sometimes they're a bit disappointing, yeah. but you still love him for having a go. Yeah, and that's it. And, and, and there is something, I'm going to say it, there is something heroic in the eyes of the children, particularly yeah. in the, this, the age they are now. And when I was a kid, I must have been five. We only did it... I think two years. Um, maybe I can only remember one year, but I think we did it for two years. So I would have been five and six when my dad did it. And there was something heroic of him, you know. And he, back in those days, it was the days of um, you, you put a firework in a milk bottle. Yes. And he didn't even have safety matches. He just had normal matches. Normal matches he's doing yeah. it with, tough guy. And a torch. And yeah. my dad doesn't even run away afterwards. Yeah. He saunters back like John Wayne. Oh, know? I run away. <laughs> oh, great boys, I hope they're all kept in a secure biscuit tin or tin of some sort. Yeah, yeah, no, we had, we had them in a metal tin. That's yeah. the rule. We did that, did that. It was all, um, it was all very exciting, and I, I, I um, hid that tin on top of my wardrobe where the boys could neither see it, and if they did see it, they could not get up there to get it. But then when I got the fireworks down, I opened it up, I said, right, who want, you pick pick which ones you want. And they picked their fireworks. I said, right, well, this one's yours. This one. And then we'd go and, I'd go and light them. The thing is, I tried to introduce my kids to this, you know, when my 
Dad was really excited about it. Come to Grandad's bonfire night. You no, know, Mum would make parking, which you don't have down south, but up north you have parking yep. at uh, bonfire night. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. And, uh, you know, and all this great stuff would be there. And, of course, my little girls stood there and uh, Dad set off the first one. They bricked it, legged it into the house and didn't come out again for the whole night. So there was just me standing outside with a sparkler. (laughs) But, you know, it's it's a family thing, isn't it? That's what it's about, really. I don't know, there's an organised display not far from our house and um, every year I just dread having to be dragged along to it. I I just go... Boards initially, you, you see the first couple. Oh, of they weeks go on for yeah. they go on for two. And also, I used to live up um, in North London and um, near Alexandra Palace. And every year they'd have a big, big fireworks. That's, I think they stopped doing it in the end. They certainly stopped it for one year, and it was sponsored by Capital Radio, and it was horrendous because you would get literally seventy five thousand people, mm-hmm. all, all stood on this hill. There's not room for seventy five thousand people. And you kind of had to get there three hours early to get your space, and then if your mates were coming, they, you couldn't meet, you, you just wouldn't find them. And then you'd stand there, and this thing would go on for, for a bit too long. And you'd need a wee. Yeah, and you'd need a wee. Oh, yeah. it was awful. That was awful. Which is why I like doing it in the back garden now, because it's, it, it lasts as long as we want it to last. When the kids start getting a bit bored... What, what is this? When the, kids start get, <laughs> when the kids start getting a bit bored, we go, all right, well, that's it, we're done now, fine. And And... That's that's it. I'm going to say, I, I do a lot of risk assessments and things like that with my job, so it's, it's one of those things that uh, I off, I'm often quite a party killer for um, yep. organised events. I just kind of go, it's going to be too busy, the buses are going to be rubbish, the roads are going to be too busy, we're not going to have that much fun when we get there, it'll be too many people, we might as well not bother, we'll just watch them on the telly wow. or go to the park. You're what's known as a buzzkill. Yeah. Do you, and they always show New Year's Eve, they show the London fireworks on the telly. Mm. Is there anything less exciting than fireworks on a television? I mean, that really is... Because the, the, part of the, the, the thrill is being outside in the cold, having to look up, and everyone going, Ah! Woo! Ah! Oh. It's that, thank you for that, Pablo. That's, that's all part of it, isn't it? That's, it's a shared experience. We've got another hour of this, dear listeners. Susie Quattro coming up in the uh, next hour as well. But you can call in. Now would be an excellent time to call in. The board is completely empty. 0844-499-1000. We call you back. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. For those about to talk, we salute you. Talk Radio. Susie Quattro coming up in the next hour. I spoke to you the other day. She's brilliant. We basically just geek out about bass guitars. Um, but your calls as well, if you want to call in, 0844-499-1000. Call in about anything you want. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I'm all thumbs, no action, attention, deficit, distraction. My brain operates on a fraction. All thumbs, no human interaction. I speak in typos, predictive text it. I spell check it.
um... <laughs> Goodbye, UKIP. <laughs> UKIP's got to be over, hasn't it? With all the shenanigans going on and um, uh, what have you. Good evening, dear listener. Uh, this is Ian Lee. Catherine is now in the studio with me. Mm-hmm. Word. Uh, the woman, as she is... Um... Some people call me. Yep. Others aren't quite so kind. Well, uh, others aren't quite so sure. <laughs> um... You're welcome to call in if you want. Um, last, we'll say the last 35 minutes of the show, then we're going to have um, the Susie Quattro interview. Um, and I, I, I wait four 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 nine nine one thousand. There'll be a lot of younger listeners who won't be aware of who Susie Quattro um, was. Uh, she, she was a big pop star in the early 70s, very big pop star. And she was also an actress and she was in Happy Days and things like that. Um, uh, did she always wear the leather? outfit i think i i remember interviewing her about 10 years ago no more than that god it was on the 11 o'clock show so it would have been out 15 years ago she she wore the leather i think the leather was a signature look yeah what other pop stars have got um a signature uniform um well beyonce showing the other ways like a leotard don't you the beatles had a couple of signature uniforms they could rock up in their collarless suits or Sergeant Pepper. Right. Um, oh, the monkeys did. They had the red shirts with the, the eight buttons. Shaking Stevens. What was his uniform? Like Elvis outfits. No, Shaking Stevens didn't wear Elvis yes, outfits. Yes, he did. He didn't. He wore, he jeans, wore jeans, jeans and a black shirt and pumps. Yeah. I'm not having that as a uniform. The Beach Boys, um, the striped shirts. Used to wear striped shirts for the like the first six years of their career when they right. be- became a bit psychedelic. Michael Jackson with the one glove thing. Yeah, Michael Jackson, one glove. I'll give you that. Um, what others? That's it, I think. I think. That might be the lot. Uh, Madonna's had a few, haven't she? Pointy the, bra. Co- the cone tits. Yeah. Cone tits. Um, and then during the 80s, um, the look where she looked like she'd wandered through a net curtain shop with glue oh, all over God. her. Oh, God. There was, I remember being in the second year at school, in grammar school, and I, we had a mufty day. And a girl, I guess she was in the fifth form, maybe the lower sixth, so she would have been 15 or 16, came dressed as Madonna in the Like a Virgin thing. Oh. Slutty. Mm. Um, and to a, an 11, 12-year-old boy... It was heaven, was it? Oh. I mean, flipping it. I, shouldn't, I don't think it was allowed, actually. There must have been some rules contravened... Uh, then I'm sure there must have been. My dad wouldn't have let me out like that. He no. made me put a cardigan on. No, dad would have. <laughs> she must have got changed in the toilets. Yeah. She must have done because that is that. Looking back now, that was completely inappropriate. Was it? Yeah. Wow. She was like 15, 16. Flip it. It was all right for me because I was eleven or twelve. So you're allowed to look up the scale. But she was. No, didn't look up the scale. But you know. Um, you know what I mean. Um, 0844 499 1000 is the phone number. And sometimes I've noticed on a, I think it tends to be on a Wednesday. Oh, that's, that's Thursday today. Um, the calls kind of dry up a little bit around this time of night. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. We've, the, the, the figures on uh, Periscope have dropped uh, significantly. And that's fine. So I don't know, you know, if, if people have been a little bit tired. You know, Work in the morning, isn't it? Well, I know, but yesterday the, the phones was ringing off the hook, and mm. and the day before Monday and Tuesday we had just under twenty thousand people on Periscope. A lot of them Americans who didn't really understand what was going on. Well, no, it still counts, guys, as um, uh, uh, towards some kind of figures in my head. 
I'm at a slight loss as to what to do because now normally at this stage when the um the calls dry up I would um go through the papers but there is literally nothing in the newspapers at all it it's the weirdest thing all week the papers have been completely devoid of news. I mean, tomorrow paper, tomorrow's papers will be interesting with everyone speculating about what happened in UKIP. Mm. But um, the big story in today's papers, Thursday's papers, seems to be that um, that girl is going back to Coronation Street. Right. That's it. That's it. And I, I, I know this because I looked in the papers when I was in Costa Coffee today. Was I Nero? No, I was in Costa because I haven't got the thing. Um, Helen Flanagan, that's it. She's got big boobs. Yeah. Um, And that's the only thing, really, that's in the papers. I mean, I'm flicking through the the Express now. The Express is normally um, got something in it. Helen Flanagan. Um, Someone getting booted off of um, Bake Off. Oh, uh, the thing about Philip, Philip May, Theresa May's husband. What we're not allowed to ask what he's wearing anymore. Is that right? I don't care. Um, Bross. Oh, Bross are coming back. Yeah. I was never a Brossette. No. I, I, no, I... Um, yeah. Um, someone recommended a film today, and, and I've retweeted it. I'm going to dig it out. Um... Orion. Oh. And from I've seen the trailer and loads of people says it's a really good film. Um Gary and Katia, I'll come to you in a minute. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um and it's about this guy. So Elvis died in seventy seven, then in seventy nine Elvis came back, but he was called Orion <laughs> and he wore a mask. Like a like a Lone Ranger mask, mm. right? And it was—I mean, it was obviously it was a gimmick, but, but everyone's going, "Oh, is this Elvis Presley?" So basically, from from what, from the trailer, what I've made up is he was an Elvis Presley impersonator who um, put a mask on and had a crack at duping people. Now the trailer looks like quite a bit of fun. Yeah. So I retweeted it, and loads of people went, "Oh, I've seen that. That is a brilliant film. Don't Google it." Don't Google it. Watch it. What's it on? Um, it'll be on um, one of the many legitimate paid-for streaming services oh, that I, I use. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it will be. Um, so I'm going to have some of that, and I'm uh, I'm, I'm getting I'm finding loads of new documentaries. Just when you think you've seen them all. Uh, you get more of them. Tell me when, because I'm fed up of you making me leave rooms for spoilers and stuff. Well, you and I need to watch films at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, otherwise, it's going to get nasty. Well. Oh. 0844-499-1000. Gary, Katia, Matthew, come to you after this. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over it. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yeah. So Nat has tweeted. Mm. Can I just say how lovely you're looking tonight, Ian? Also, I had a crazy dream about you and a chainsaw last night. Now that 
is weird. Yeah. Yeah? Is she asking you to play Misty, or, or is that going to come? I wonder if that film stands the test of time. I remember watching Might that as a kid. be worth watching. Play Misty for me. Clint Eastwood is a late-night DJ. Um, I might watch watch that tomorrow. I might watch that, because I, I, I wonder if that stands the test of time. I, I bet it's a bit bit ropey, actually, but it's good, that. Enjoyed that. Better than... Um, Misery. What's, what's the one... Um, uh, is it News Talk or the one where the guy gets shot at the end? The, it's like a gobby um, American DJ, uh, late-night phone-in host. I don't know. Oh, it's bloody! Is it talk radio? It might be called talk radio or news talk. Or is that the one that says I'm mad as I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that one. No, it's not that one. Uh. No, no, it's not that one. No, no, no. That's um, that's another one. That's the guy where he's on TV and he's saying that, and he but he's actually having a breakdown. Right. Um. No, it's um. The other one. It's set in a radio station. It's Oliver Stone film. It's a terrible, terrible film. Um, Gary. Hello, Ian. Hello, Gary. How are you? All right? I'm all right, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Um, I just quickly ringing up about I, I spoke to you in early summer. Um, me and my wife were decorating while the kids were upstairs. Oh, was your wife Skip? Yeah, that's right. I remember you too. Remi- remind me, Catherine. You what... told them to get on with it. Oh yeah, they made. Love. I don't mean the rolling. They made. Um... Well, I do mean the rolling. There was a rolling in the gloaming. <laughs> they 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 um, made love. Well, you directed them yeah, too. And, f- and thanks to you two. Uh oh. She's expecting in January. Hey! So, yeah. so if, it's, if it's a boy, we're going to call it Ian. I wouldn't. It's <laughs> a ter- girl, I would, we're going to call it Kath. I wouldn't. <laughs> well, you better pray it's a girl then, because Ian is a terrible name. It will hate you for it. That's, that's not because right. how could how, that's not because of that night, is it? Yeah. How how do you know? That's the only time we've done it. <laughs> the heck, mate. Well, well, um, well, well done. Con- congratulations. Thank you. And just quickly, the reason why the main reason why I rang up, I want to see. Like, a, I want to see you, a video of the birth. Oh. Do you want to come to the birth? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not? I'll come and give a hand. No, the re- real reason why I bring up um, you li- you like sort of strange songs, don't you? Like like different. Well, have you heard? Have you heard the pineapple apple song? Right, I've been tweeted this a couple of times. Right, I've been the tweeted pi- this. You got you you'd love it, and you got to play it. Are you sure? Because I've been tweeted this, and normally when lots of people tweet me, I ignore them. The yeah. pineapple apple apple, apple pen. pen. Right, all right. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, it's had 55 million views. All right. Hang on, it's, 50, it's only 50 seconds long. Is that right? Yeah. All right. It's only quick. There we go. Okay, let's see. Okay, hang on. I have a pen. I have an apple, uh, apple pen, I have a pen, I have pineapple, uh, pineapple pen, apple pen, pineapple pen, uh, pen pineapple, apple pen. Sorry. <laughs> what the hell just happened there? Something... You, you love it, didn't you? I don't know. Something just... I feel like... Just, um... Again? No. 
the hell? <laughs> oh, My kids love it. Thanks, Gary. Um, what the hell just happened then? Something happened. I feel like I drifted away for a few minutes and... Katia? Yes, hello. Are, are you a fan of the pen, pen? Pineapple pen. Hang on a second. Let's... I have a pen. I have an apple. Uh, apple pen. I have a pen. I have pineapple. Uh, pineapple pen. Apple pen. Pineapple pen. Uh, pineapple apple pen. A remix of the uh, I mean, I, I uh, get uh, what I don't, I have no idea what that is, and no idea what that is. No. Katia, any idea what that is? And you, you come from the continent. Um, well, it's uh, no, have it's you not... got a British employer? Because if so, I want them to list you. Right, yeah. I, I think want we might have to list her. We <laughs> need to list you, and yeah. anyone who gets their guns yeah. engraved by you needs to list you. Yeah, i tell you what, uh, we've had a few emotional days the last two days. Uh, yesterday morning, yeah. um, Roger said to me, don't, don't, list, don't, don't read the news, don't, don't, <laughs> don't you know, in the morning. I said, I said okay, yeah. okay. And then I didn't, but then I, I kind of wanted to listen to Jake, James in the morning. Yeah. I, I caught up with uh, uh, Theresa May <laughs> calling me a European friend. Thank you very much. <laughs> she yeah. doesn't mean it, though, does she? She, <laughs> she hates you. Yeah, I think she does. She definitely. hates you. Here's my prediction for the next ten years. It's going to be miserable. It is going to suck big time, guys. The pound is going to crash. Uh, we're going to kick out all of the wonderful foreigners that look after my mother and other people in care homes and hospitals. Yeah. We're going to lose all colour, perhaps even literally, in this country. It's going to be grim. Definitely. And the the hypocrisy of, of uh, the woman. I I understand that she kind of has no choice in what she's saying, you know. Uh, it's a conference. People want to hear stuff. But then, you know, I don't know. It's, it's all games, yes. But then definitely foreign people are listening to this, I guess. I mean, I mean, a, a Belgian... Uh, Prime Minister, maybe, and he's listening to the arrogance to that, you know. I, I, <sighs> well, you're in fairness, in fairness, in defence of Theresa May, yeah. you're being quite arrogant. Yes. Thinking that you, you should have a right to stay here. <laughs> so, um, I'm sort of on her side a bit more than I am on yours, if that makes <laughs> sense. If that makes sense. I don't know, Ian. It's just I tell you what. For the first time in well, since since we've moved here, uh, Roger and I, because he he comes from Belgium as well. I thought uh, he was English. No, oh. <laughs> he's not called Roger. It's called Roger. Roger. I thought he was English. This I, fictional boyfriend of yours. I was in imag uh, imagining an English Roger too. Flipping heck! Sorry. Sorry. Oh, in oh, that case, Roger. Bye bye. <laughs> bye, Roger. Bye, Katie. <laughs> 
And we we were uh, sitting at the table. We had just finished dinner. Sitting on the table? They're no, Belgians. No, <laughs> around the table. And we, we, we discussed a little bit. And uh, I said, did you hear what Amber Rudd said? Because I, I listened to the news in reverse. Turns out, you know, yes. kind of, I've caught up with Amber Rudd uh, yes. uh, tonight. Anyway, and uh, I, we were like, okay, well, well, we might just go back to Belgium because, you know what, we, we really don't feel welcome anymore. No, and I can understand that. I thought, uh, what, what I heard from <sighs> Theresa May's speech, I thought it sounded really mean-spirited. That's, what does. I got from it was was meanness and coldness yeah. um and um a bit of jingoism but but not nice jingoism it, yeah. i thought i found what i heard i thought was really unpleasant and i felt a bit embarrassed to be yeah. honest i felt more than a bit embarrassed i felt terribly embarrassed i felt a bit ashamed it's a bit uh, and it, yeah, but i'm yeah. the lib- i'm the liberal elite so yeah. you know she's out to get me Oh no! I'm not allowed to have. Oh. I'm not allowed to have an opinion that that contradicts the 18 million people. You know, me and the other 17 million aren't allowed to have a, an opinion that contradicts the 18 million. Because that's democracy. Even though, hang on, she wanted us to stay in before it happened, and now she <laughs> yeah. thinks that we're wrong and we should just get on with it. That's that's the problem. That's the hypocrisy of it all. That is just you know unbelievable. But something as well is. We were saying, okay, well, do you really want to go to Belgium? Because it's not home anymore. Uh, It's not, and and the problem is over there um, that people are talking about Muslim, Muslims, Muslims, Muslims all of the time. I mean, it's it's crazy. And to me, what I think is uh, I could see it coming. Probably um, I would point the finger at that phenomenon probably 15 years ago when people like uh, Marine Le Pen, uh, she started to be on the television almost like weekly on on French television, you know, and yeah, that, oh, well, Farage it. has been on telly for the last yeah. ten years. They would wheel yeah. him out because he was he was a good bit of fun. But nothing will ever come of it. Yeah. No, you stirred everybody. Hang on a second. I know what we need to do. To hang on a second, we need to lighten the mood just ever so slightly. Bear with me. Let's. Um, this is getting very serious. So let's. I have a pen. I have an apple. Uh, apple pear, I have a pear, I have pineapple, uh, pineapple pear, apple pear, pineapple pear, uh, pineapple, apple pear. Just under 56 million views. Well, you just done three. 56 wow. million views. Who was the other fella? Cy. The gangman. Yeah, yeah le- gangman at least style. gangman style. Uh, Get what? Gangman style. Hmm? At least gangman style. No. Yeah. At least gangnam style. No. <laughs> I don't know it. Gangnam. Gangman style. Mm. At least gangman style. Some, did you see the second video he did where he was the face on a baby? 
no idea. So I did a video. I've not followed his career as closely as you Well, have. I only heard Gangbang Style for the first time about six months ago, like two years after everyone else heard it. Cause it was, I, I managed to avoid it, and then it was on the, on the credits of a, a film that my kids watched. I can't remember what, what, what one. My kids think that's called Move Like a Jazzer. <laughs> But then um, the boys wanted to see the sequel, uh, wanted to see if he had any more songs. And there's one where he's the face of a baby. Oh. And he's singing, but, like, he's he's the baby. And then he's on a dancer as well, I think. It's weird. But um, this guy... Um, uh, um, I just... I don't even know what this man is. I, I don't know, but he's had 56 million... Is he Japanese? Don't be racist. No, it sounds Japanese. No, it? it doesn't. Yeah, it does. He's Chi. Well, this is on the video channel of Chi Yi Cho. Is that? I don't know if that's him or if that's someone that's just posted it. No, it's someone that's just posted it. I don't. I mean, fifty-six. What? Well, I don't. I've got no idea what that is. Yeah, anyway. but I'm glad for it. I mean, it's all the doom and gloom. I'm mad for it. Oh no! I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you've, got, you've got to see the video. I know I'm probably the last person in the world to see this. You've got to see the video, Katia. Okay. It's a very camp, um, um, Asian-looking gentleman with very thick... The, the glasses are trendy style, but they would be called milk bottle thickness. Yeah. Um, and he's got like a sort of leopard print outfit on and a scarf on, and he's... He's like Barry Chuckle. He's like an Asian Barry Chuckle, and he's... I mean, it's shot terribly. I don't know. I don't even know what that is. If anyone knows what that is, then um, <laughs> give us a call. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Katya. Thank you. Ta-ta. Am I still hitting this break at half past? Ed? Then let's hit it now. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Hey, Tom. Oh, evening in, evening, Kath. Hello, Tom. Um, I don't want to spill the beans, and, and maybe it's a good job Kat is no longer on to save her embarrassment, but I heard a moonlighting on another radio station a couple of days ago. Yeah. And we're aware of this. I, um, I receive uh, text alert immediately that any of my clan are moonlighting. Um, let's just say um, when uh, it's time for her to be deported... Um, it won't be a moment too soon. Exactly, Tom. Exactly. We don't need turncoats in this did, country. Did you hear? Did you hear what she does as a profession? She's a gun engraver. Is is that what I I heard that as as a pie maker? I thought she said she was a pie maker. Oh, is she telling that to those people? A pie maker. Uh, it, it, I need my hearing check. What, what is a gun engraver? Well, they, she engraves guns. Oh, gun. Gun, gun engravers. Right. What did okay. you think I said? Bum. I don't know what a, a dumb engraver. Well, the fact that you... Well, she might be dumb. The fact that you miss her dumb engraver um, as gun engraver means you could have misheard uh, gun engraver as pie maker. Mm. Yeah. Or, or she could be lying to them. Or she could be lying to them. Or she could or be us. lying to us. We we just... This is, again, another reason why... Slippery Belgians, you see. We don't need... Um, we've got enough British liars. We don't need any foreign liars coming over here. It's just confusing with the accent anyway, it isn't really it? Is. It really is. It is, it is. Appalling, appalling. What you got for us, Tom? Well, that that was the principal reason. <laughs> to phone up, to grass her up. Yeah. <laughs> Cor correct. Brilliant. Correct. Oh, no, good. Well, I pro t Tom, listen, I appreciate that. Well, there, there was another thing, yeah, just, just, just general. Just the, the, the most amusing thing 
on on talk radio over the years that I've heard yeah. is when people oh, phone in. Oh, I know in, what you're going to say. I, I know what you're saying. It's my favourite thing. Say it. When people phone in and they try and get a plug for their business and being totally blatant about it. Oh, it's it. not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say... My favourite thing on phone-in radio is... Imagine... Um, my name is Ian, and I'm phoning up Kath. So, Kath, mm. you're the host. Introduce yeah. me. Hello, uh, line four, Ian. Hello, Ian. Uh, hello, Kath. Um, <laughs> I'm, you're Kath, I'm Ian. When they say their own yeah. name! Yeah, yeah. God, so, when, when have you heard examples, then, Tom, of people trying to plug their own business? Uh, unless you're about to try and plug your own business and get well, shut I, down. I, I was going to try, but I, I don't think there'd be much mileage in doing that because it's quite niche, the business that I'm gynecologist. No. Oh, not that niche, then? No. It's, it's not that niche. But it, what, what, what's hilarious is when, when people ring in and they don't make any attempt whatsoever to, shoeho- uh, to cover up that, that they're shoehorning it in. Yeah. That's just me. Are but you a shoehorn manufacturer? I'm not a shoehorn manufacturer. Are you a cover-up maker? You don't I'm... get um, you don't get shoehorns anymore. They were big sure in the eighties. Had... My dad's got one. We had loads of shoes. Well, I I can put shoes on quite successfully without the need to to go in the kitchen and get the horn. It answers a question that no one's asked. Sh- a shoehorn. What? Well, what is the question? The qu- the question is. Um, do I have difficulties getting getting my shoes on? Most people can get... I'm trying to think if I've ever... No, the only time I've needed to put... I've had difficulty putting a shoe on. Do you know what I've done? Mm. I've loosened the laces. I've got one pair of boots, right, that I got in the sale, and I thought, gosh, these are really great. How come they're such a bargain? I'll tell you why. Because the hole that you put your foot through yeah. has not got a zip or anything, right? Do you need the horn? It's impossible to get on. I could do with a horn, yeah. yeah. But I, I never do, and I end up hurting my fingers terribly. I don't think the Dutch would sell many shoehorns. What were the clogs and all that? Well, no, exactly. If anybody, we, this, I wish you'd called in at the top of the show, Tom, because this is this is nectar. Shoehorns, uh, call me now. Shoe, uh, if you've got a, a, a horn, if you've got a horn in your house, uh, call me now because um, I, I can't remember the last time I, I, I fingered a horn. Mm. I can't think of it. Years, literally years. And he, I remember we had one as a kid, but in the se- in the seventies, you know. And we would use it to play with, like pretend to hit each other with. Well, yeah, and we we kind oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. It's like like wearing daddy's shoes. Mm. You know, we'd we'd use the shoehorn because it was a grown up thing to do. But I've I've never had any trouble. What the hell is this? <laughs> Why the hell does it, Tom? Th- th- this is it. You know, you know there are some scientists. I, d- I was reading this today on the internet. Yeah. Right? there are some scientists. A billionaire, right, somewhere in the world, has paid scientists, some of the top thinkers. To break him out of the matrix. Yes. Have you, did you hear this, Tom? I I didn't, but I'm very interested. So there's there's there's, there's a billionaire who, and some scientists have put forth this theory that actually, this might all be a computer simulation that we're living so in. So you're talking about the actual matrix, yeah. like we're all part of this big yeah, yeah, battery yeah. thing. So that some scientists have put forth a theory that we might be living in the matrix, right. right? And this billionaire is now paying some scientists to work out how to break him out of the matrix, right? right? Um, why am I talking about this? I don't know. Quick, reprogram the computer. Um, but... Shoehorns. The shoehorn might be the way to break through the matrix. Because it's illogical. It, because it, it makes no sense whatsoever. And if we can all just get a shoehorn and stare at it, I think that reality will shatter and we'll see that we're in a pod. All right, good, good, good one. Hope that clears things up, Tom.
Uh, very much indeed. Thank you very much indeed. That is got to be call of the night. I'll put it in the podcast then. Call of the night. I'm going to have a look at my dad's shoehorn tomorrow. That's the first thing I'm going to do. Um, and I'm going to have a go of it. It's strange. I just can't. Because it's obviously for the, for the, the, the back bit of the shoe. And then sometimes... your shoes will be too tight, surely, if you need one of those bad boys. I remember, I've seen a really long shoe. Yeah, my dad's got well. a really long we, one. We had a short one at home, but a long one. Mm. What, what, uh, is it for... Is that more for a boot? Is it, what does it say, is it, 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 are these for boots? Is it, do women have problems well, putting... only with that one pair of boots I've got that's got a small hole. Don't let that teacher get a hold of it, though. Oh, God for knows heaven's where sakes. It will, uh... Stick a rope on the end. <laughs> or a chain, you know. Um... Well, you know, there you go. That's that. That shoehorns, guys. Where else? This is the okay. You see, this is the kind of thing that needs to be discussed at half past twelve on a Thursday night. Forget Brexit. Forget Theresa May. Forget you keep duffing each other up or whatever's going on. Um, sh- why do we have shoehorns? That's the question yeah. that should be on everyone's um, lips. In fact, there are loads of things in the house. Or oh, am I going to get a screwdriver? Screwdriver. I can lend you one. Well, you I, I, no, I need it tomorrow. Mm. Um, I, there must be loads of things in the house that you don't need. Yeah, mostly bought by my mum. Yeah, mums kind of tend to do that. We, um... Do you remember the electric can openers? I do remember them, yeah. I had a hands-free can opener as recently as um, 2002. Hands-free? So how did you attach the can? Well, you clipped it on, and then well, you pressed the... Free, well, no, it? you put it on there. You'd rest it on it's there. very much hands-on. Then you press a button, and um, it would um, open the can itself. Yes, Dennis? I've got a long shoe on. Um, Turn your radio off. I am done. Good. With the shoe on. Yes. Right, well, you've got... Yeah, a, I've got a long shoe on. What, no do you, what do you use it for? Put my bloody sh- put my shoes on, what do you think? I know. I know what it is. Is yes. if you can't reach down and hold the shoe yourself. Well, why can't you, you can't. do that? He's an old fella. Oh, hang on a minute. Line yeah, two. Yeah. Line, sh- shush. Line two. Have you got a shoehorn? Uh, no. Right. What have you called in for? Borrow mine if it likes. Shush. Borrow mine. Hang on. Shut up. He doesn't want to borrow yours. Right. He doesn't need one. Do you, hang on. Do you need one? Line two. I'm very well, thank you. No. Do you need a shoehorn? No. Dennis, he doesn't want your shoehorn. Well, all right. I'll, I'll offer it to someone else who's more appreciative. Thank you, Dennis. I appreciate that, mate. Take care. All the best. Bye-bye. Uh, up yours. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, good night. Line two. Who is this, please? It's Matthew. Hello, Matthew. What you got for us? We've got, we've got 30 seconds. Um, I wanted to have a word with your listeners, because if Sony was still doing the Radio Awards, yeah. I gave you... A Sony Gold topic earlier, oh. and nobody called in about it. Oh, this oh, is Matthew. Wanted, wanted to know if people had ever been complimented about their genitals. Mm. Has it ever happened to you? I got complimented on my boobs once, if that counts. It's... <laughs> Are boobs genitals? Um, they can they they can be. He he should have phrased the question um, erogenous zones. Privates. There we go. That's exactly what you should have done, Matthew. Uh, maybe we'll tackle your boobs again tomorrow. How's about? Would <laughs> you be up for that? Tackling Mine. Ma- tackling Matthew's boobs. Well, always. Yeah. Okay, lovely. 
Late Night Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Okay, dear listener, don't forget, um, at this time tomorrow, um, we take calls straight to air. So you've got, you've got 23 and a half hours warning that um, we'll be doing calls straight to air from midnight on Friday night, Saturday morning. So maybe um, you can start having a little think about what you want to do. Could you turn my computer uh, thing off, please? It's busy. Uh, have a little think about what you want to do. Maybe try some bits and pieces out. So that's tomorrow. Anyway, coming up now, uh, an interview I did with Susie Quattro, who, uh, 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 she's just wonderful. Big star in the 70s. Big star. Um, and she's still doing it, man. She's still doing it. She has an amazing enthusiasm uh, for making uh, music. She's also a bloody excellent bass guitar player, as she um, quite rightly uh, lets us know in this. So uh, keep listening. Because now it's me talking to Susie Quattro. Susie, it's such a thrill to talk to you. I interviewed you about 15 years ago on the telly. And um, you were just you were just the most delightful person to interview. And I, I, I was thinking about this. There's so much affection for you. Do you are you aware of that? Um, well, I, you know, it's funny that you say that. I always had a, um, a, a game plan that I would be successful and be known by lots of people. And I, I, I shy away from the word famous, but I guess that's the only word you can use. But in my game plan was that I would remain normal. And have you remained normal? I, I sure have. How have I, you done I, that? I only, I only pull out the diva on very rare occasions <laughs> when, when the situation calls for it. Every now and again, something happens and you got to pull out Susie Parker, what? so I do that. But most of the time, no, I'm pretty damn normal. What would I have to do, Susie, to get the diva to come out? Um, well, give me the wrong equipment on stage. Um, don't have my the right room for me at the hotel. Be, and I'm really sticky about that because when you're on the road for 52 years now, wow, the wow. only little bit of... Um, a continuity that you can have is to have a nice room. Yeah. So, you know, you get you get handed off a lot of not nice stuff through the years and all that. So certain things on the road, they, they mean a lot to me. They wouldn't mean a lot to anybody else. They mean a lot to me. So I guess the diva can come out in those situations. But I don't have one of these ridiculous riders with unbelievable things on it. You know, I'm, I'm pretty easy. I like those ridiculous riders because part of me thinks it's... um. It's rock stars and singers just seeing if people will actually sort out the brown M and M's. You know that kind of kind of nonsense because people people uh, f kind of fall at the feet of rock stars, don't they, to make them happy? Yeah, they do. But you have to always have your priorities right. Mm. I mean, um, you know, it, it's it's just I, I think it gets it gets ridiculous. I'm not that kind of a person. I just like a nice room. I like the basics in the dressing room. If they're going to provide a bottle of wine, which is on my rider, it can't be a cheap one because then they just get sick. Yep. Um, I don't need a big, huge limousine to ride around. And, you know, I, I just need the basics. Have, just the basics. Have you, got, uh, have you got a special guitar? Have you got, have you, got you know, the, the bass that, that does all the magic? Or have you got, are you one of those people that's got about six, seven different basses you take with you? I've got quite a few basses, but I do have two that go on the road with me. My very favorite one hangs on the wall. In fact, I'm looking at it now. Um, that was given to me by my father in 1964 when I started to play, and he gave me 
a uh, 1957 Fender Precision, Boy. which is the Rolls Royce of bass guitars. It's a very sexy, and of course, it, it, in the 50s, the ba- the electric bass guitar was still pretty much a new instrument, wasn't it? It was pretty much new, and when my dad actually purchased this particular bass, he was not because my dad's a musician. He wasn't, and he wasn't a bass player. He was just he liked to buy lots of instruments, mm. and he was, you know, the the, the uh, shopkeeper was trying to talk him into it. And he actually threw in a matching electric mandolin. <laughs> Fantastic! And that, and that hangs on the other side of my wall. So this is just unbelievable what I've got in my room. That guitar doesn't go on the road anymore with me. It's too valuable. Why Why the bass, Susie? Why, was it just because your dad had it and it was lying around? Because or, or, it's an unusual, well, as I say, it's an unusual instrument um, th- th- for people to play. But, but, but look, thinking back to the early 70s, I can't think of any women playing guitar let alone playing bass guitar no i kind of broke the mold when i came through i mean i wasn't the first one obviously i mean there was carol k she of was playing in sessions fantastic um i i actually read and write piano and i read and write percussion i was trained on both instruments classical piano yeah i might add uh and when we started my first band me and my sisters everybody kind of all, all the girls we were talking to all at once and they all kind of grabbed an instrument and I just, I wasn't too quick, you know, and I said, hey, hey, he says, hello, you know, and, and my eldest sister actually said to me, you're playing the bass, and I went, okay. <laughs> I didn't mind, I didn't mind, and, my, and yeah. so I went to my dad, and I said, do you have one, and he, he gave me this wonderful bass, mm. and lucky for me that I plugged it and put it on, plugged it in, and it was like, I, I can't explain, it was an epiphany. It fitted. Everything was correct. I yeah. stood there, I played, I went, oh, yeah, this is who I am. <laughs> I um, I play bass very badly with my mates when we get together, and it's um, it's an unusual instrument, because on one level, it's really easy to play. If you're just doing the root notes, piece of cake. But, they're, but they're, they're, you can then take bass playing. You mentioned Carol Kay and, and Paul McCartney and Brian Wilson, and, and, and so a lot of your songs as well. The bass becomes more than just that, that kind of root, doesn't it? You, you can oh, do God, some really yeah. clever things with it. Oh, oh, jeez. In fact, um, what, what you're just saying is basically true, but that, that sounds more like a failed guitar player talking about a bass you, guitar. You could be right there, Susie. You uh, might yes, have worked me out. Because yes. bass, bass, I mean, I've had this conversation with many people. Bass and drums are actually the engine that runs the band. That's mm. the end of it. End of story. And, yes, you can just do the roots and all that, but it's a feeling with the bass. It's a feeling. It's knowing when to play some notes. It's knowing when to leave them out. I've had some classic bass lines. Um, she's in love with you. Yeah. It's like a machine gun. And, and the vocal goes behind it. So I've got to sit there and do the machine gun unrelenting bass line, and the vocal's got to lay behind it. You know? I have a show coming up on, um, on Radio 2 on my next series, Quatrophonic. Yeah. And, I ha- and it's called the bass line. Funny enough, you're talking oh. about that. Yeah, because, you know, Quatrophonic is a different theme every week. Yeah. And one of the themes on my next series that is coming out is called the bass line, and I have Graham Goldman on with me. Brilliant. And uh, we, we start, you know, showing off, actually. i got to say, <laughs> we started sh- I said, well, this one's hard. He said, no, this one's hard. We went back and Fantastic. forth. Fantastic. And, um, but, you know, when I started to play, I, I took to it quickly, and because I already knew drums, which is rhythmic, and I already knew piano, which is also percussive, and I, I took to it easily, and I made up my mind that if I was going to play this bass, I was going to play it great. Yeah. And nobody was ever going to say those stupid words to me that you play good for a girl, and nobody ever did. 
Did they not? Because was it? What year did you did you and your sisters first start playing together? Sixty-four. And did people say any? Did people go? That looks weird because it was unusual. I can't. I really, I'm really struggling to think of a girl group before the Runaways well, or was, the Go Go's. Well, I mean, it, it was unheard of. I mean, the Runaways—that's Joan Joan Jett. Is, yeah. It's been noted, you know. I mean, it's even in the movie. Um, she was my fan for a long time. Yeah. Um, at all my gigs in the lobby of the hotel, waiting for me with my jacket and my haircut. So cute. And uh, then she, I, did, I thought it was just so damn cute. And then eventually I heard that she formed a bed, and I said, great. Yeah. Because she should. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. When you're that crazy about somebody and they influence you so much, go do it yourself. That's what she did. Um, there were all, always female musicians, but, but what set me apart was I had success with it. Yeah. I was up there with the bass guitar, being a female rocker, and nobody had done that before. And singing as well. To have, to, to have the, the, the front of the band, the lead of the band, the lead vocalist and the, the main performer as a bass guitarist as well is unusual, male and female. Yeah, well, because everybody always says, and in fact, I had this conversation with Paul McCartney. Um, Oh, I love the way you drop a name, Susie. I do. I love it. It's good, isn't it? He's another Gemini. (laughs) And maybe, and you know what? I think, and also Graham is another Gemini. I think there's something quite special about the Gemini brain. I'm a a Gemini, Susie. You're spot on. Yes. You can separate. I can have one, I can have my left hand doing something, my right hand doing something else, my brain singing, and, and just composing a poem on the other end. It's the Gemini way to split things. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But but saying that, saying that, I have to be honest, there were uh, two songs that I had to practice singing and playing. On, it was nearly, oh, I mean, I do it now without thinking, but yeah. there were two songs. One was She's In Love With You, yeah. which I already talked about, and the other one was the lead song on my um, four-CD box set that was released in 2014, yeah. The Girl From Detroit City, to celebrate my 50 years in the business. The, the the lead track on that is called The Girl from Detroit City, and that's what the box set is called. And I tell you what, I did a big bass master class at Earl's Court, oh, and I showed yeah. them on stage. I played the bass line, and I sang over the bass line, and the, the audience just went, oh, my God. <laughs> you don't see no. how you can do it. No. The bass line is, is like a uh, Temptations, a four tops type, doom, 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 like that, right? Yeah. And the and, and the vocal is completely opposite. And you're right. It is. It's it's patting your head and rubbing your stomach at the same time, isn't it? It is. It is. And I don't know how I do it. And many people have asked me, "How do you do that?" Practice some practice. That's, that's where Graham and I, I don't want to give too much of the show away, no. but that's where we kind of locked horns. I said, this one was hard, and I showed him. And then he went, well, this one was hard for me, and then he showed me. <laughs> and my poor producer in the studio was going, oh, my God, <laughs> where is this going? You you mentioned that it's over 50 years now. Do you, do you still enjoy it as much? You, I, I'm getting a lot of passion from you for the music, so I'm, I'm guessing you still do. Well, I have to be very honest. Um... You would have thought that after 52 years that the thrill is gone. Mm. It's not. Really? No. You know, I still love the whole thing, putting on the suit, looking at the audience, seeing what they're like, going out there, having to win them over. It doesn't matter if they're there to see you. It doesn't matter if they paid for a ticket. You still got to go out and do it. Yeah. And I love that. I love, 
I love seeing the little faces smiling as they're going out. It's it's just I love it. I love what I do. Did you enjoy? Because there was that the period in the seventies with the Mickey Mouse songs and and uh, the, you know production and and when you were a, like a huge star and you had you know the, the the acting and all of that stuff as well. Did you enjoy being the focus of attention like that? Yeah, because I had it in the right place in my mind. Yeah. Um, I was just talking about this the other day. Uh, it, it's so funny how many people come up to you and they say, oh, you were my pinup and blah, 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 and all the rest that goes with that. And then I was a sex symbol, and it's so... Because of my attitude that it, it, you don't take that part serious. Yeah. Maybe that's what made me sexy. I don't know. Well... I never tried to be. <laughs> I actually never tried to be, you yeah. know? But you just have to take it for what it is. You have to take it for what it is and keep your feet on the ground at all times. And when you're your kids, I don't know, they're, they're grown up now, but um, how did they relate, you know, mum, Susie, with pop star, rock star Susie Quattro? Did, how, well, when, when did they become aware? I tried to bring them up very much both ways. I never hid my career, and they came to shows, and they came on the road with me. So, But they knew that it was two different people. And my, my In fact, my autobiography, right. Unzipped, is written as two people. Yeah, It's little Susie from Detroit and Susie Quattro, all the way through, two people. And I, I remember coming down, my daughter was about six, seven years old or something, and uh, I came down dressed, I had a photo session at the house, and I came down dressed in my leathers. And my little, my little daughter looked at me and she said, Oh, mommy, are you going to be Susie Quattro now? <laughs> Great line. <laughs> Isn't you know, that you know what? That made me so proud because it means it, it meant to me that I brought her up to know she got it. the difference. Yeah, she got it's it. Not, it's not that that's not me. Yeah, you know, but that's me going to work. Um, what next? You mentioned the radio show. Where, where... Oh God, there's so much happening. It's beyond. Go on. What's um, happening? Well, my radio show's going. Um, we're just about. I'm just about to go back to Australia again for my Leather Forever Encore tour. And the, the, the good news is, I have formed a super group. Go on, who's in it? Um, and we've just been signed by Sony. In you know, not I am name dropping again. Sony, just one of the small companies. Guess what? I've heard of those guys. It's a minor you know, record label. Well, that's brilliant go. news. Well there done. There you go. There you go. Um, it's Andy Scott, the original guitarist from Sweet. Yeah, yeah. And Don Powell, the original drummer oh, from Slate. Oh, I, fantastic. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. I have to say, it was my husband's idea about 10 years ago, and then it finally was the right time for it to happen. Did and it? It's, it's called QSP. We've made an album, and uh, it's just beyond. I don't know what happened, but we, I guess we all come from the same ballpark. Yeah. And something clicked. We started to write songs. We did some covers. It was like everything happened, and it comes out soon in Australia and Asia first, and then we're, then it'll come out over here after that. But it's really, really good. Slade, I think, are one of the most underrated rock bands this country's great band. had. Th those those three and a half minute singles are just filthy little oh, rockers. They were great. They were great. And and the three of us together, well, I tell yeah. you what, we're a powerhouse. Yeah. I bet. That's what we are. Was it, wasn't it, was it Don Powell that had that terrible car accident? Yes. And lost his memory? Yeah, but he, he, he lost his short-term memory. Right. And uh, he, he's, he's, he, I mean, music is obviously is a great therapy for so many musicians. And he's, he's, he, you know, he can still rock and roll, can he? Oh, can he ever. Fantastic. Oh, he's great. 
I mean, you know, when we all three got together, we we uh, we didn't know what we were going to do, and everybody picked two covers each, yeah. you know, to to see what the blueprint of the band was, and um, and that that started to go down good, and then uh, I think it was when um, just like a woman when we did that, it all took off, and then I wrote one. And then Andy and I wrote it together, and it just all took off. So, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Like, yeah, we're really excited about it. It's, it's a great album. I look forward to that. Any, any more shows in the UK? You got anything coming up? There is, but I can't remember. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you can go on, on the, on the, uh, on the website. All the gigs are listed on there. We'll have a look on the website. Susie, it's such a thrill to talk to you. And, you know, it's really good to hear that you're still so enthusiastic. Cause I know that there are some musicians from that era that are doing the gigs because they need the cash, you know, and oh, the pleasure oh, I has gone. I haven't needed that for years. Yeah, it's, it's really good to hear that you're enjoying it and stuff, and yeah, you've still sure. got that passion. But I have to say, I've never been money-motivated. I, I am creation-motivated. Yeah. That's me. Susie, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Absolute pleasure to talk to you. Take thank care. Thank you. Thanks Bye. a lot. Bye-bye. Talk Radio. We've got entertainment and we're not afraid to use it. Talk Radio.